0: Unless it's then starve yourselves to death. What a hot take. (laughs) It's usually you. Well, fat boys are superior.
1: That's untrue.
0: (laughs) Oh, so you're a chubby chaser then?
1: No. I said it's untrue. I didn't say it was true. I said it's untrue.
0: Name one wood star
2: that's fat.
1: Peak performance is a skinny, twiggy
2: femboy.
0: Like Brad Pitt. How is Brad Pitt a Femboy like to you?
2: Okay, to to us, I mean, I, I've dated an ugly girl, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna say she was ugly as fuck, but I liked her. But, to other people, looks are the only thing that matters.
1: Once I mean, again, once again, I'm going to compare Trump and his wife, and you tell me that that attractiveness scale matches up. Unless you're trying to say that Trump is one of us, and if you're trying to say that Trump is one of us, I'm going to stick my fist down your fucking throat.
2: No, no, no.
1: But Our next <laughs> guest house. I refuse. I flat refuse. If you bitches ever try to book Donald Trump for an episode, I will be missing that episode and you'll have to find somebody
3: else to record and edit. <laughs>
4: I think Jeff will just be there just to yell at
3: him. I don't care if you're Christian, Muslim. You could worship a refrigerator as
2: far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it has to be the white guy, okay? <laughs>
3: Yeah, you know, he's the one who wants to live, and we're going to turn him suicidal. It's just, that, it's, that beard hair is coming up before he goes near it.
1: I swear to God, you were dropped on your head as a child. The comeback. If you don't listen to the new episode of the Pillbox podcast because all the hosts are retarded, you hate disabled people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but hey, Wine, Sharp, Glover, Burton, Rex Lynn, I hope you
1: all... This is going to be a fucking treat, man. I am excited.
0: It yeah, we were talking about how chimpanzees like to have sex with jaguars and that jaguars are the actually in our White House. The president is not human. He's actually a jaguar king.
4: <laughs> I think I'm going to uh, die. What the fuck?
2: The question, the question everyone's asking. <laughs> did Sonic and Pikachu fuck? We could just... Vic and I could just sing a duet right now and it could be our default intro every time.
3: Anything else I'm missing?
2: You know what? You know what? Fuck you, fuck Twitter, and fuck this podcast. You know what? Fuck this. I'm done. I'm done. I don't have to deal with you. Oh, God. I am I quit.
1: I'm out. I quit the podcast. Somebody come get her. She's she dancing like a street
2: mother. See, that was gold.
3: hello
1: ladies and gentlemen and welcome to this episode number 26 of the pillbox podcast i am here today with my three friends this one
3: Six dollars.
1: yes yes that's that's the, that's my three friends <laughs> i am monica I
3: forgot how the beat button works <laughs> yeah
1: i think you forgot how to mute i am monica
3: I am Vic.
2: I am Jeb. And I'm a stock boy.
1: <laughs> He's essentially the manager of what, what should we call it? Uh, Palestinian Mart?
3: <laughs> Dollarama.
1: <laughs> Dollarama. <laughs> huh? Again, he forgets how to use the fucking mute button.
0: (laughs) This is our new segment, watching Vincent fuck up basic shit.
1: (laughs) And we are starting with Jeb this week. He can finish his segment from last week and jump into the segment that he was supposed to do this week. Both are for the same show, so hopefully it'll flow pretty easily. Let's do this shit.
3: Well to be honest with you, last week's segment only had a paragraph left, and I just it's negligible. righty. But there are new voice actors in this this section. Um uh, one of them is an older one, but the king is Taylor Henry. The Queen is Caitlin Galt. Lark is Alejandro Saab. Therese is Erica. Uh, would sure. Victoria is Christina B, and the Pope is Chris Smith. Now, this section starts off, um, quite literally starts with mine and uh, some of the knights lighting trees on fire, trying to smoke out the Shield Heroes party. So... Shield here is still trying to get to Sayet, which is run by, it's the country run by demi humans, which is very no kind of the we shield. Don't have cocaine.
2: No, we ran out, sorry.
4: I. What?
1: He said, no, sir, we don't have cocaine. Sorry, we ran out. <laughs>
3: I don't have a response for that. <laughs> oh my god. Are you serious?
1: That's a first.
3: <laughs> did I know oh, you probably are No, nah, dude. You're, knowing your family, you probably are selling drugs out of there. I'm just kind of shocked that you ran out of <laughs> cocaine. In your town, cocaine should be easy to get. But apparently, you you still have meth, weed. Um, yeah, meth is a, yeah. a slow seller.
1: See, this is this is this is why the business is failing. They can't keep their fucking cocaine in stock.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> because the homeless people keep buying it.
1: You'd think you'd be making a profit off of that, but you never buy enough. This is why you're gonna go out of business.
2: You
0: suck at being a drug dealer.
2: Well, yeah, because because when I when i buy cocaine with the store money whatever profit i get they buy red bull and monster and, and and store stuff
1: that that's how business works vincent
2: no no
1: any profit made from the business goes back into the business
2: no no, no. You, you have
1: to at least meet your bottom line and your overheads
0: no. i've
1: never even been to business school and i know how this shit works
0: I have, or at least a business class, economic
2: class. On one thing, cocaine, and then we'd make profit. If you're buying Red Bull and brooms and it's going to sit there forever, we're not making any money.
1: No, but you're supposed to use the profits from the business to sink back into the business.
2: But we're not selling anything besides the cocaine. Were you so dropped on your head as a child?
1: Do you still sell the weed? Do you sell, do you sell the math?
3: Yes, but it's a slow seller. Some crack. You burn, you'll burn through it, especially with the homeless community. i just get to hire Aaron Paul to help me out.
1: Just start, start selling heroin. Heroin brings back the repeat customers. Trust me.
3: Yeah, opioids
0: are in, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna hire Aaron Paul to help me out, he what is knows it? this shit.
1: What is it called? Fentanyl? Get some fentanyl.
0: Yeah, that's a big thing here in Michigan, fentanyl.
2: Yeah, I'm not in Michigan, I'm in Illinois.
1: Illinois? You, know? you pronounce the S in oh, Illinois? Yeah.
2: We don't pronounce the S?
1: You just pronounce the S! Isn't it Illinois?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Illinois, you fucking jack-off! I've the S all my life.
1: Illinois, what the fuck? I was
0: actually
1: born in Illinois, you dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see you see it's like South Dakota. Everybody thinks it's pronounced South Dakota, but it's actually pronounced so off Dakota. <laughs> see, at least the fuck-ups in my state make sense. Like everybody thinks that Pierre South Dakota, the capital is pronounced Pierre
0: oh god because I think it's French
1: yeah well there are French uh, name there are some there are some French named towns here in um South Dakota bellefouche is a good example that's the town I was born in it's spelled Belle fourche but it's pronounced bellefouche
4: <laughs>
1: he's selling more cocaine
4: I thought
0: he was out of stock he's right
4: yeah, yeah. Alright, Vincent
1: Vincent, mute your fucking microphone. Mute your fucking microphone. Jeb, continue your review.
3: Okay. Well, Chill Heroes Party is still trying to get to Sayat. Everything is locked down, blocked off. Um then uh one of the nobles actually meets up with them uh very kind guy
1: mute your fucking microphone jesus h christ all right continue i,
4: <laughs> I, I don't
3: i i don't get it i'm staring at my microphone like i want to strangle it but it's not vincent so i can't i can't do this in audio format. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I think he
1: muted. I think we're good now.
3: Okay. Well, this noble is actually kind to the shield heroes' party, invites him in, feeds them, lets them stay the night. But come morning. A different noble accused him of harboring the S.H.I.E.L.D. hero, so he gets arrested. Uh, Their party ends up hiding in the kitchen. Um, They get out of there. They end up going over to the other guy's mansion to, to free Melty because she... Uh, Ended up going with The noble Trying to Say hey The shield hero isn't here it's just me (sighs) But They end up Going to that guy's mansion To break her out Uh, That noble is Abusive he actually tries to kill Melty uh, Shield Hero saves her and Ratalia goes up to this man because she survived his little torture prison and she is mentally weighing it out whether uh, Rathalia ends up uh, uh, kind of going he ends up slipping on his whip and cracks himself through the window and falls about two stories. So they all think he's dead. They leave the house and they go into the little torture prison. And they're going cell to cell. Raptalia ends up coming across one of her old friends. And so they free him. Uh she asks about. But her other friends That she was in the same cell With And they go to see her And she is nothing but a skeleton They wrap the bones In cloth There's, They say you know what We're going to bury her properly They go to leave there And that ass noble That tells two stories Is now summoning A beast Fun thing is, as soon as he does it, he's oh, I'm gonna kill the devil of the shield, and he gets stepped on. (laughs) 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 It is—you have to see it. Literally, as he's doing it, he's he has his arms up, and this thing just leg up, bam. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Sounds like if Vic tried to fight Jeb.
0: I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that.
1: No, 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 no. Vincent, Vincent, Vincent. uh, Tell me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like he's just uh, talking about uh, Shield Hero. This sounds like a ripoff of Shield Hero.
0: Yep.
2: yep, I totally agree. I totally agree. 100%. Listen, I think we shouldn't use this meme when it's Jeb's segment. (laughs) Why am I not
0: dying?
1: Hey, the meme only takes two seconds. Your rampages take an hour and a half.
0: (laughs) That was a bad idea trying to choke myself.
1: Auto-erotic auto erotic asphyxiation is not allowed on this podcast, Vic. Cease.
0: You made it a sexual thing. Wait, it's not allowed?
1: <laughs> this, this, anything with you is sexual. It's just an automatic assumption that it's sexual and you need to be curbed.
2: I don't blame you. Fair. Put your teeth on the curb, motherfucker.
3: Oh, did an interview
1: I, I hope... 3X? What what did you say, Jeb?
3: I hope there's a customer right in front of him when he says, "Put your mouth on a curb, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, there was a Mexican customer, but they don't speak English, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out, please. <laughs> uh, uh, dude, you found your demographic. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, all the people out here speak Spanish And I just kind of wander around Like, okay It might be a center. Okay <laughs> No, but uh, He summons that beast And that thing ends up going on a rampage You find out Because Filo swallowed that Purple dragon crystal This thing is after Her because it has one of those too, so all of them end up leading it out of the city. They get to a uh, a clear area with the lake behind them. They try fighting this thing, and there's no way in hell they would ever win. This thing breaks through the airstrike shield. raptalia can't cut it and Philo, no matter what, she can't break anything on this. But a bunch of fog goes around and then you see the flow wheels come in circle. Now, do you remember how I told you guys that Philo is a flow wheel and when she's a in that form she is a tall fat bird
0: uh vaguely i do remember something about a bird
3: okay imagine that about 10 stories high because that's what walks in here um and with one shot takes this thing out uh, she ends up Going down to a human form Just like Philo can uh, Very beautiful Her name is Fitoria She takes She gets them into a carriage Teleports them to a bunch of ruins That are a uh Sanctuary They have Dinner Uh, they go around having all sorts of fun with the glow wheels and Victoria ends up talking to the shield hero saying you know what you need to make up with the other heroes if you guys can't make up and work together it is best for me just to kill all four of you So, next day it comes around, she ends up putting Melty in a shield, not a shield, a wind prison, and holds her hostage. Victoria is demanding that Velo fight her to see if the shield hero's party actually is strong enough. To hold off the waves on their own. Now, during this fight, Bilo is getting the ever-loving shit kicked out of her. Well, no, it's it looks like a ten-year-old fighting a nineteen-year-old. So again, you... I can't hear you, and I'm very glad. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: said again. It's you fighting Vic. Wait, so Jeb's the 10-year-old? No, 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 no. no. You're the 10-year-old.
0: I'm not even going to get into the logistics of this, but continue.
3: Yes, I am a 19-year-old girl with wings on my back. Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> tall. Oh, you're an angel.
1: If Jeb is an angel, I want out. I just I give up. The, he's standards, our guardian angel. the standards for angels have dropped so low, the bar is so low now that even ants can't limbo under it.
0: Again, he's our guardian angel all <laughs> the time.
1: Honestly, if Jeb turned out to be our guardian angel, that would make so much fucking sense.
0: Yes, please go into the spike pit. Do it now, fucker.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's to protect you against the Satan.
1: The devil would say something, and we would be like, ah, oh, no, and Jeb would be like, no, no, he has a point. Let's hear him <laughs> out on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: <Okay>. Satan is <laughs> an angel, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, he's Satan. I, I Jeb is Satan confirmed. I have an idea. Oh, boy. You had an idea. Please. How much smoke rolled out of your ears for you to process it?
2: A lot. Um so I I'm about to go get some lunch. So what if it's like it's like I I assumed that I muted myself, but I didn't. And I started ordering my shit. Wouldn't
0: that be funny? No. Not really. It'd just be kind of weird. No. If, I, if, if, if okay. Okay. Tough, if it if I, it, it if, they, if it happened up, if
1: it happened naturally, it would be kind of funny to laugh at you for being a fucking dipshit. But the fact that you have to contrive it and we have to pretend like it's real just makes it awkward and weird.
2: Well, yeah, but if if I just did it, I would get yelled at and I would be stupid. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: if you we'll, did it we'll naturally, the problem is is that you're contriving stupidity now
3: if you did it naturally i would have paused and kind of made funny now that you're saying i want to script it all that's doing is taking time away from my review
1: exactly see when it when it comes up naturally the 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 point of the new format is to let conversation flow naturally as it will not to try to contrive interruptions Anyway, Jeb, continue.
3: Okay. Bilo ends up fighting Vittoria, and shockingly, she wins. So, Melty's freed. Everybody there is healed of their injuries. And it is... It is shown that Philo is going to be the next Philolio queen. She gets a tiara and everything. Uh, The funny thing is when the the tiara disappears and she gets a cowlick. That apparently is the Philolio crown.
1: Why is it that when I hear Philolio, the only thing I think of is fallopian? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm imagining a crown made out of fallopian tubes now.
0: I am. This is the true pussy hat, bitch.
1: <laughs> I am the fallopian king.
2: <laughs> Silence.
1: Hello,
4: darkness, my old friend.
2: friend. Okay. That was so gay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It fits the aesthetic of the podcast. Go ahead and continue, Jeb.
3: Once it is confirmed that Bilo is the next queen, they end up staying there another night. Victoria once again tries talking to the shield hero about talking it over with the other heroes. uh, Talking about, did you try to clear your name? Referring to the rape charge and all the other stuff that he was accused of. And he says, no, I didn't try to. I just left it alone. What a lazy
1: fucking dumbass. Even in another universe, that kind of shit would be a permanent scar on your record forever. And I'm just going to leave it alone. Fucking dipshit. I want to... This is one of those, like, one of three occasions where I want to slap a fictional character.
0: Wait, there's three occasions...
1: Uh, the first one is Blackjack from Project Horizons because she's just a dumb fucking... When you're surrounded by enemies and you don't have a weapon, the proper response is to hide and be as stealthy as possible. Not grab a bottle of whiskey, slug some down, and start singing at the top of your lungs running around.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's my bad old tactic. How dare she? <laughs> so wait, what's the second instance?
1: Uh, the second instance is also Blackjack. Okay, you've got a group of let's uh, let's say you're in a po- post-apocalyptic world, Vic, all right? Envision this for a second. You're in a post-apocalyptic world similar to Fallout. And there's a group of bandits/slavers that are just fucking hellbent for destruction of the entire world essentially, and they've got a group of slaves, right? Yes. And your whole mindset is, I have to save the fucking world. Like, you've got a hero complex like no other. And every failure weighs on your shoulders. When you fuck up, you seem to think that you're lower than fucking dirt. Kind of like how most of my followers have this fucking savior complex where they want to help everybody. And if they can't, then all of a sudden they think the world is ending and they're a shit person.
2: Oh, yeah, I can think of one well, person they are a particular person, but
1: the world isn't ending. Go on. Okay, so uh, that's the envisionment that you've got for this character. So they come across a group of bandits slash slavers, and they save the slaves and kill ninety percent of these bandit slash slavers. There's like three left alive. Is your proper response a finish off these sick fucks who have raped people and done more numerous evils than you can imagine? B, let the slaves uh, get their vengeance for all of the hell that they've been through on these last two bitches. Or C, nobody's allowed to touch them because they might be able to change down the road.
0: So like, this is a post-apocalyptic world, right? Yes. So basically, every sense of our morality and our form of ethics and uh, community have been fucked with. Yes. And we've reverted back to a time where there's, even though there is still slavery, so I shouldn't be that.
1: Yes, yes, Stop asking questions. Yes. He's got, okay, go ahead and continue, Vic. I'm curious as to your line of logic here.
0: So everything's been fucked up shit creek without a paddle. Yes. Slavers beat the shit out of the, no, no, slaves beat the shit out of the slavers. I almost (laughs) said slavers beat the shit out of the slaves. No.
1: This bitch, this is her response. I need to save them because they might be able to change later down the road. And then, Oh,
0: God, I want to stab her.
1: And then 50 chapters later, yes, 50 chapters later, they're on a boat and all of her limbs are broken because of her stupidity. And she's also dying of radiation poisoning and she's lost her ability to see. Her friends had to leave the boat because they had to go get some medicine to try and save her. These two fucking slavers found her on the boat, and there is a logical reason for it, but I don't remember. It's been years since I've read this far into the book. They literally nail her arms and legs to the floor and brutally fucking rape her repeatedly.
2: She deserves it. I mean, oh, no.
1: I I don't think she deserves it, but I think that it was a natural consequence for not dealing with things the intelligent way.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, if she had killed them... They wouldn't have raped her now,
1: would it? And this isn't the first time throughout the course of the book that she does this. She went to a slave encampment, slaughtered fucking everybody there except for the one in charge. And uh, while she was knocked out cold because of a fight that she had been in right before everything finished, all of the slaves had banded together and put bomb collars around the neck of the head of the slavers. And they were like, look, for everything that you did and everything that you went through, we want you to push the button in this fucker. She throws the fucking button and is like, do better, guys. Don't kill him. Give him the chance to live. He deserves a better chance. What fucking manga is this? This isn't a manga. This is a book called Project Horizons.
0: Project what? Project... Oh,
1: equestria shit. Yes. Project Horizons. Oh, yeah. It's like 57,000 pages long,
2: I think. No, it's about ponies.
1: I I, once again, I have said this a thousand times the book series would be better if you remove ponies from it. It's just a good story, the ponies take away from it and make it less good.
0: Okay, back to anime and not slapping people and (laughs) running.
2: No, actually, I was interested, I wanted to read it, and then uh, Vic said it was an Equestria. I realize it was ponies?
1: <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think, man. It's a good story once again. They they do a good job of telling a story with believable characters. And if, <laughs> if I could go through and replace all references of ponies and pony anatomy with humans, I would fucking do it.
2: Wait, wait. There's raping ponies in this
0: book? <laughs>
1: yes, it's filled with rape. It's filled with murder. It's filled with swearing. It's filled with violence. Uh, cannibalism.
0: Oh, no. The worst part. Swearing
2: raping ponies
1: sounds like Monica. <laughs> go fuck yourself you piece of shit
2: I already did
1: now, the swearing gets downright fucking brutal I think somebody did a swear counter for the first book and it topped out at over 8,000
2: nice <laughs> did Jeb write this?
1: <laughs> if Jeb wrote it it would just be a series of curse words and the only logical sentence to read would be fuck ponies
2: you know imagine now now i'm imagining putting jeb in equestria around a bunch of ponies oh god that would be fun to watch
1: (laughs) i i feel like he wouldn't kill them but by the time he was done they would all be a bunch of drinking cursing swearing depressed suicidal motherfuckers like him All right, Jeb, go ahead and go back into your review.
3: (laughs) Are you sure? I was going to go for the third shot.
1: Nah, two is enough. Two will get you ready to roll.
4: Uh,
3: If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but both uh, Shield Hero and Fitoria agree that, you know something has to happen he agrees to talk to some of the heroes she teleports them to uh close proximity to one of the heroes that way you know shit can start get get going unfortunately it's the spear hero
1: which one is Uh, the spear hero again why is that an issue
3: He's the one that mine went to for the false rape charge. He's the one who has attacked now for me multiple times. He <sighs> raced now for the rights to be a lord to a town. Um, this guy This guy has a hero complex like nothing else. Okay. And he feeds into uh, I'm sorry, um, mine does nothing but his ego and tell him different conspiracies
1: okay gotcha
3: okay well spear doesn't want to hear it so starts attacking naofumi without any hesitation at all they start going back and forth and Fumi's like what the fuck do you think i did and Spear Hero goes You murdered Ren and Itsuki The bow and sword heroes um, This obviously shocks now for me Because Vitoria told him without, If one of the heroes is dead It's done You can't defend against the waves It's going to be too much So, they're going back and forth. Philo um, and Raptalia get this kind of sense that something's coming. So, Philo goes around, kicks everybody close to Nalphumi, tells them to bring up shields. He brings up three different shields, and then comes a massive surge of power from the clouds. And it's destroying everything It ends up breaking all three shields And the only thing that is holding it back Is now for me holding up his shield um, You know, taking care of everybody there Now, they come to find out that It was the Pope The Pope and the rest of the Church of the Three Heroes That did this Uh, Pope is sitting there going back and forth attacking them Uh, some of the conspiracies that mind fed the spear hero are starting to come to light Uh, they start the Pope starts attacking once again but this time you see a bunch of swords and an arrow get launched at him Turns out he was unable to kill both the sword or the bow. So all three, all four heroes are together now. The bow, the spear, and the sword are sitting there going, we need to work together. It's time to do this. And now Fumi's like, fuck you guys. You did all this to me. I'm going to do this my way. They keep bugging him until he finally agrees to, uh, to go along with it Now during this it gives the pope enough time to charge up a magical weapon That has been attacking them So he once again he launches that that beam at them now for me shields everybody and all the rest of the heroes are trying to attack him Raptalia and Filor are trying to attack him the entire sets of the two parties are trying to attack and it's not doing much because the weapon that the pope has is a recreation of the sword, the spear, the bow and the shield it morphs between them all sorry i'm getting kind of that nervous feeling (laughs) you're fine it's it's fine homie
1: trust me i've got a nervous feeling too because shit just got worse with that person on curious cat but i will say holy shit when fifth wants to get uh, uh upset about something he can get fucking upset and not directed at me surprisingly
3: no, he aims it at me because he thinks that
4: I'm the fucking devil.
1: Oh, no, no, I no, 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 things. no, 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 no. This was not directed at you either. Uh, that whole backpedal thing. Uh, Fifth replied and said, then why the fuck did you bring me up at all? All you're trying to do is attack Monica for literally no reason. Like for fuck's sake, he can have who he wants on the show. Hell, I was on there once, never again. So is it really that big of a fucking problem?
4: Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, at
3: this point, the Pope brings up some kind of magic cathedral and is trapping all of them, saying that curses don't work in there and and the weapons are kind of, they're not as strong as they should be. During this fight, you know, the Pope is changing the weapons back and forth, but towards the end, his lower half gets frozen in ice because the queen appeared to try to take care of everybody. It's at this point that Nalfumi uses what's called the curse shield. So literally his what he does is um what is it center cashier or something upon the it's a it sounds like a satanic thing. But as he's doing that, it goes back on him, it slices up his entire body, and he is Bleeding badly, and from that blood, you know the Pope is sitting there going, "Ha ha! You drowned in your own power. Now you're dying from it." But from that blood is born a dragon that nice. goes up. Uh, you have to look up the design for this because it is really fucking cool. So Instead are we of, literally uh, talking about
1: pop- a blood dragon? Uh,
3: no. Oh. This thing, it looks like a set of jaws connected to a chain, but the way they animate it and the way the jaws work, where one set closes and then an ins- like another set crushes down on that.
4: Holy it shit.
3: Looks you ha- You have to see it.
1: I want a dragon chain.
0: We all want a dragon chain.
1: Can I Everyone use it on you, Vic? If I get one, can I use it on you, Vic? Yes, okay. I
0: am. I will be your willing slave.
1: No, I'm gonna kill you with
0: it. Oh, I wanted to be whipped into submission like the like the bad little boy. <laughs> oh God, I can't finish it. Yeah.
2: Shoot
1: yeah. me, shoot me! Just take me out of this fucking I world. I swear to
0: God,
2: Vicky, you are the most disgusting human being I know. And I know, Arabians.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> is that racist? Yes. No, I mean, I mean, he's 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 Palestinian. I mean, is it, it really? Doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. It's so discriminatory. I don't give a we gotta edit that out wait quick question quick question then by that logic does that mean if i attack white people i'm racist
0: it means you're discriminatory would that yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter keep it in no don't keep it in we're gonna get fucked
1: no vincent will get fucked
0: no we'll also get fucked because i'm not going like how dare you
1: Didn't you just say yes it is racist? Aren't you aren't you defending against it right now by saying it's racist?
2: I'm talking about myself.
1: Yeah, exactly. That was my point. Like if 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 I if I say fuck honkies, does that mean that I'm racist?
0: Don't know anymore.
2: Shit! (laughs) I need a pee. Everything is racist these days, you know?
1: There's a song by Raka Raka Ali called Everything Is Racist, and it's amazing.
2: Back in my days, we used to... No, no, that's a bad joke, No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's too bad. Yeah.
1: What are you on now? Five or six there, Jeb?
2: Okay, can I say the joke, but you cut it out? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can't. Remember. Back oh. in my days.
1: I love how when you started saying that, all of a sudden your mic got a super tinny and it sounded like old timey radio.
0: (laughs) My peeing adventure has been completed.
3: Did you at least get a postcard?
0: Yes, I did. It was covered. It was a yellow one.
1: Hey, Vic, I have a question. Yes. Why is it that when I eat onions, my hands smell like onions for two days?
0: cuz you didn't wash your hands properly. No, I mean after
1: washing repeatedly.
0: I don't know, maybe you're getting you're getting weird onions. <laughs> I don't know, I still get aftertaste of garlic butter for like a couple days.
1: You got the you you missed out on an extra while well, you were gone, by the way.
0: We are so cutting that out.
1: <laughs> go 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 ahead and take that shot and then finish your review, Jeb.
3: The queen ends up taking now Fumi to the royal uh, hospital, like and she uh, brings him aside and says, "You know what? This country has been bad to you. I feel sorry for what what's happened. We know that nothing like this happened. Let me make this right. I want to clear your name." He has a dream of mine and the king in a guillotine and he's sitting there he's in his dream thinking you deserve this. Why are you giving me that look? Now the next day comes a trial where the king and the first princess are uh, going through a trial and they figure out Everything that's been going on, and it's like televised throughout the different kingdoms. And when I say televised, it looks like it's being uh, projected on a projector. There you go. But the queen ends up, like I said, the queen ends up going through all the charges, uh, telling them they're guilty of this, this, and this and because they are royalty and what they have done they have committed high treason oh and this is the point where the rape charge gets cleared (coughs) (laughs) finally yes uh queen is the one that clears everything up maybe if
1: maybe if the protagonist would have been a little bit more proactive about his situation it would have been dealt with sooner
3: No shit, Sherlock. Instead of sitting there grinding his teeth every every time he saw these other heroes and just kind of grunting himself, he would have been able to try, at least try to clear his name.
1: Yeah, without even watching this show, I can firmly say that I hate the protagonist and he's a fucking idiot.
3: i will tell you this at least it's not like he's not a boring protagonist he has a lot of personality
4: yeah
1: i just but and i've noticed this issue specifically in anime uh quite a bit and maybe maybe i'm misreading the situation but i happen to notice it a lot the protagonist will do things that are intentionally stupid, specifically to drive the plot forward, and it makes no logical sense out of uh, other than we need this to make the story more interesting, and not necessarily this makes sense for a character to honestly do.
0: Well, because they because ne- the thing is with a lot of these anime, and this is not specific to Shield Hero. This is this is with a lot of them, even though this is with every story. But I see it so many times. It's like they have to be these over dramatic. Um, Hormonally <laughs> Challenged teenagers
1: <laughs> Right I, I I think Leafy got it right when he said I've had enough of these goddamn teenagers Being the protagonists in anime Now I want a 40 year old woman who supports Communism
3: Well I'll give them this They at least may now Put me 20 years old So he's not like the 15 year old That gets sent to another world and i will tell you this it's uh the genre is called isekai where the people get sent to another world that's yeah like ReZero say, futurist yeah and d- d- in those series a lot of times they have very boring parts
1: yeah
3: like Subaru from ReZero. There are points in that series where it is flat out boring. Oh
1: yeah, and I I feel the same way about ReZero. I love ReZero. That is like my second favorite anime of all time. But there are points where Subaru does things that just make no logical fucking sense, and I just want to slap the fuck out of him because it's so unrealistic.
2: Which Blade has a MILF as a protagonist?
1: That sounds yeah, like a hentai. Which,
0: well, it's no, actually based okay. on American comic, of all things, that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: It does show, Witchblade does show a lot of skin, though. <laughs> so, no.
1: it, 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 it doesn't surprise me that they occasionally have older people being the protagonist once in a while. I mean, fuck, there was a two-season anime based off of Supernatural.
3: All right, yeah. Yeah. Really? Ew.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, it wasn't that bad. They even had Jared Padalaki playing Sam. Oh, good. Yeah, it wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. Don't misunderstand me, but it was. I. Right.
3: Yeah. For some odd reason, I see it all over the place on eBay or Amazon. Uh, I could buy it, but I don't want to pay thirty or forty bucks for it. For some. odd i've that that neko para ova which is like an hour and a half i paid 182 bucks for that yep but for some odd reason i don't want to shell out 30 bucks
1: (laughs) i'll be honest it's not worth 30 bucks it's 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 more of a digital experience where oh hey this was kind of fun i'm glad i didn't spend any money on it and i went on kiss anime but it was okay it's not the kind of thing where you want to shell out cash for a physical copy at all, even for a collector. At least in my opinion.
0: Yeah, even I have
2: limits. I, I miss Kiss Anime now.
1: I, I just used Kiss Anime. I just fucking used it to get episode one of Soul Eater. The fuck what? are you talking about? That's going so I've been to be
2: seeing it on Facebook for a week. That it's been taken down.
1: It's it's going to be taken down, but it's not down yet. Yeah, I just, like I said, I just, uh, when did I start editing the episode in earnest? Like, three, four days ago, something like that? Like, that was when I started, when I downloaded the episodes and started preparing clips, and it was up fine. I only got the first episode because some of the servers were kind of fucky, but... I still kiss anime still up and there's other. S- when is
2: it going to be taken down then?
1: I don't know. There's no exact date given, but there's still other sites that are up too. There's like anime freak. And, uh, there's a bunch of others that are basically the exact same thing that are still fine.
0: Shit for like, for out of, for non-licensed stuff or out of print stuff. I use fucking watch cartoon online. I don't like using these types of sites, but that's what I use. Yeah, right.
1: And like, I I don't, I don't consider this situation with Soul Eater to be pirating exactly because not only do I own the manga and have a couple of episodes floating around somewhere on top of that, Jeb owns the entire series to my knowledge. So it's not like we're stealing the content. We, I don't have a way to convert physical content into digital media. I don't have a disk drive on my computer or anything. So I have to get pre-made digital media of my physical copies.
3: Well, here's the thing. I originally saw Soul Eater on Kiss Anime. I went through, watched all the episodes, decided, hey, this is pretty cool. I want to own it. And sometimes that's what I do. I'll watch it online and if i like
4: it i'll buy
1: the copy of it yeah see and that's that's where i stand with a lot of media i i mean i get why the re- the reason why it's not legal technically because a lot of people will just consume it and move on but i'm the type of person where if i sample it and i enjoy it then i will support the company that made it yeah well I still,
0: remember, I still remember i still remember that one post something.
1: which post
0: remember that post with that that like, really shit take act?
1: from that voice actress
0: yeah, like saying shit like, "Oh my god, if if you like there's this one part there was the first part where it was like if you can't actually watch it in your country. Like like let's say that Vincent was still in Jordan mm-hmm. and he couldn't watch something. Then it's like, oh, you're not allowed to watch it. Then, so don't do it.
1: Yeah, fuck that. That that bitch is so fucking stupid. I wanted yeah, to fucking yeah. strangle her. That VHS argument was even dumber. A VHS, just get a VHS player and a VHS if you don't. If you want to watch the ones that are only on VHS, bitch. Do you know how expensive it is to buy primo fucking VHS uh, yeah, tapes yeah, of old shit?
2: It's it's really easy to find one these days, isn't it? They're just lying around,
1: right? The VHS players are fucking everywhere. All you got to, do I can't I take three fun. steps without kicking one.
2: <laughs> I kick VHS players for hobby. <laughs> you know, you know what VHS? No- I know, I know. Jeb and Vic have seen. Uh, cowboy bebop yep and you know that nerd who's buying vhs oh yeah yeah, that's
3: what is happening right now here's the thing i've seen anime that is only printed on laser disc right how would you like to sit there and watch an anime that is the size of a goddamn frisbee
1: It's bigger than a Frisbee. And not only that, laser discs are notorious for fucking disc rot. I'm not going to shell out $5,000 for a fucking laser disc copy of an anime that's going to rot in a year
0: and also how is it how is it gonna like hook up i know that we're going off tangent this is where and where are you gonna fucking hook it to a tv you're gonna then have to buy try to find a fucking crt tv if it works
1: oh you can hook it up to modern tvs but you've got to shell out like 150 bucks for a fucking converter
0: and then why go through all that bullshit
1: yeah, exactly. There uh, that's the impermanence of media was one of her other arguments. And it's here's like, funny thing, "Fucking bitch, through... do you not realize that there are people who archive media for the strict purpose that it is not a temporary thing?"
0: But see, here's the funny part, and then I'll get back jet back onto the thing. I'm subscribed to a channel. Now, so far, I think they're going to try to release videos over in the West. I'm not sure yet, but it's a YouTube channel. <laughs> That is being worked, that is worked on by many um animation studios, Toei, Nippon Animation, I think, uh, I don't know uh, the others, but they're putting like a lot of their old shows, like, um for instance, uh, Future Boy Conan, which was a show that was directed by Hayao Miyazaki in the 70s. That was never that's been never licensed in the states is being put up for league and actually legally by the studio for free on YouTube. I wonder
1: if YouTube's year. content ID system is so fucked that they get hit with copyright claims on their own shit. <laughs>
0: I don't I don't <laughs> know yet. I just know that I can't watch yeah. it yet. Like on in America, I think they're planning to do that though with America. But it's like Japan's already doing more to like spread anime than these people. But I could go on a full rant. This is that should be for next show. Just rant about those fuckers, but.
1: Yeah, go ahead and continue there, Jeb. But yeah, that's a good topic for next week.
3: On on YouTube, I watched uh, all of Evangelion because the company that made it released it. You can see all of Witch Hunter Robin on YouTube. You can see these things. Some of them are fan dubs, and those are, they actually get good voices. But... These are things that are normally released, if not by the company, then somebody that is a fan. You're you're destroying your own fandom when you do this shit. I don't know. But uh
1: real quickly, fan VAs. Uh somebody did a fan VA of uh, dub a fan dub of uh, the first episode of Corpse Party. It was really fucking good. They did a damn good job.
0: They're doing it because I think they generally love the show. I don't... It's an appreciation
1: of the media. I get the copyright issues. But if the person isn't monetizing it and they're trying their best to try and make the media more accessible to other places, I don't see the problem, personally.
2: Speaking of corpses, the other day I saw a picture and it reminded me of a Jeb. This guy had a sign... In his front lawn, and it said, I will dig the grave for free if you let me play with the corpse. <laughs> I remember Jeb saw that. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I want a shot after that one. Go ahead and continue, Jeb.
3: Okay. Like I said, the king and the uh, princess are guilty and they get the death penalty just like they're shoved in the guillotine just as they're about to cut the ropes now Fumi stops them saying death is too good for them it's too quick he says you know what these people still need to pay for the crimes and now Fumi does it by essentially embarrassing these people, saying that the king's name is now trash and the princess's name is a ho- uh, bitch. Her adventuring name is whore. <laughs> that one actually got me when he was cause he whore. <laughs>
2: this reminds me of the song sins not tragedies
3: oh god
1: damn it fucking hate that yeah. song I, I i i like some of panic at the discos newer music but fever you can't sweat out was a fucking horrible album and i don't know how i write sins not tragedies got so fucking popular
2: i don't know how ah. so many people like it i mean i don't think it's horrible but he has a lot of better music
1: That whole album was fucking hot garbage. I mean, yes, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies was the best song on the album, but by what fucking margin? It was still a four out of ten at best.
0: We're just going all over the
1: fucking place. (laughs) Jeb, please continue. When somebody brings up music, I get easily distracted. Hey, that's me. Jeb, continue.
3: Uh, Okay. (laughs) Now, uh, Nalfumi's name and his entire party, they're cleared in the eyes of the public.
4: Uh,
3: soon after, Fumi sets off again, the queen calls him back.
4: Uh,
3: Somebody has a TV turned on. Him...
1: Hmm? Somebody has a TV turned on. Turn it off.
2: Oh, that's the radio. Okay, let me
0: mute.
1: Thank you, Deb, Continue.
3: Okay, now something gets called back to the castle, uh, for a party, but in reality, it's for a meeting for the four heroes. During this time, they're going back and forth, saying, "Hey." You have a cheat shield How is it that powerful And now Fumi's just Trying to tell him I fucking work For it everything that you guys do Is bullshit You're not doing it properly And also You get to find out that there's a place Called Kalmira. now On this archipelago There's skill points Or whatever Points End up uh, doubling. Uh, like I said, talks break down. They all go their separate ways. Shield hero is pissed as hell. Later that night, now for me finds out that hey, I can unlock one of the skills that those guys were talking about that I didn't originally have. He goes to tell the, the other heroes, but they had already set out that morning. The uh, On their way there, they take a short trip to Raptalia's old village, and they find out that it's being built uh, rebuilt. Uh, on the way to Kalmyra, all of like, the three heroes, the sword, the spear, and the bow, are getting seasick on this boat. It's nothing but them vomiting over the side. But during this time, Alpha B gets shoved into a uh, four-person room with people named Lark and Therese. Now, originally, Reptilia can't understand Therese asking her if she's foreign, and that's kind of a, a clue. So they figure out how to solve the problem with the language, and they ask each other, hey, do you want to party up while we're on the island? They agree to it. As soon as they get off the boat, Now, for me, goes out and starts, you know, hunting down mobs and killing them and leveling up. The other heroes show up and they're just being fucking idiots. But the shield and the rest of his party end up going to a different island they're beating the shit out of different mobs. At this point, Raptalia and Philo's weapons are starting to degrade. Alpha BB is one of, the, one of the beasts, and its ability is to create a sword and what looks like Wolverine Claws. And the Wolverine claws go to the 10-year-old. Of course.
4: (laughs)
0: Always give it to the small children.
3: It's hilarious as hell. It's a little blonde girl in a white dress with a blue bow. Holding a set of fucking Wolverine claws. (laughs) Nice. It is so fucking weird when you look at it. But... I think
1: all children should be equipped with Wolverine claws. Make sure that nobody fucking touches them.
3: Actually,
0: that is a fair
3: point. That's fine, but I want all children to stay at least six feet the fuck away from me. At all times. Yes, me too. I, like, depending on the age, I am not a big fan of kids. And if you give a kid Wolverine claws and they find out haha ha, it's funny to kick somebody in the balls they're gonna stab you in the balls <laughs> <laughs> thank god i'm in not in wife, charge of things
1: or this world would be fucked
3: i would at least like to have another child before i die
1: <laughs> well you're the only one at in that boat least.
3: yeah and that i want another one uh <laughs> But Larka and Therese go out looking for them. Uh, They end up finding them. They go back to the island. The next day, the shield hero gives Therese a bracelet that he has has been working on. So, all four... All five of them end out. I'm All five of them end up going out and leveling up together. They're fighting these evil looking penguins. What? Yeah.
1: I'm I'm imagining a penguin in a suit with a twirly mustache.
0: Bro, I'm a fan of JoJo's, and where I am right now, there's dinosaurs in the Wild West. It's not that weird.
1: Fuck JoJo.
0: I will eat you. I know you
1: want to, but no. I do not consent.
0: I will... Oh, no, no, not going to say that, that part.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Vic. Find out what happens. Go ahead and say it. No, I'm not I, actually... da- I dare you. I dare you to say it. I triple dare you say it. Say it.
0: I will make you have consent.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you gonna do tie him down and wait for him to sign a form I, <laughs> I don't think that's
1: how consent works.
0: Are you wait, so there Is are I no legal paper? papers?
1: I mean you could and, um... have legal papers.
3: Okay, now, Lark does not believe that Nalfumi is the shield hero. You know, he's sitting there, oh, the shield is evil. He does this, this, and this. Lark hasn't heard that the queen has, you know, cleared everything up. Now, the day after they go out together for me says you know what let's take the day off tomorrow let's go to the beach Elo uh, in her bird form goes down under the water and so sa- comes back up says, hey I found an island yeah there's tons of them around here he's like no I found one with a building in it so they put on these Penguin suits with Santa hats. I'm. Uh, I'm,
1: yeah, I, I'm not gonna say anything. Just gonna keep my mouth shut.
3: Trust me. I when I first saw it, I was like, "What the fuck? What <laughs> am think I watching? You- Did I put LSD in my drink?
0: <laughs> I'm not." I'm not thinking this is like the isekai version of the penguin.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: The penguin. Batman villain.
1: Oh, 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 oh. I thought you meant like a show called the penguin. No. Fucking nerd.
3: Probably. Uh... But they go down there. They open up the the building, there's air inside of it, so they take off the stupid-looking suits. And they find a dragon hourglass. Now, the rule of thumb with those is anywhere there's a dragon hourglass, a wave can hit. Now, Alpha Me teleports back, tells the Queen, the Queen has uh, a ma- ma- like, amassing a bunch of soldiers and crewmen on boats they end up all getting teleported to where where the waves hitting now there are these smaller they look like a weird version of the creature from the black lagoon when well, he has no neck <laughs> now during this the Melty... They try dragging her down. But... There's also this giant... Version... Of... A... A Narwhal. Now for me is going down there... Getting it to come back up. That way the heroes and everybody else can... Attack it. Lark And... Philo are able to pretty much one-shot this thing. Once it's dead, me goes over, and the rest of the heroes show up, saying, hey, the drops belong to all the heroes. You know, being entitled asshole. But Lark and Therese are over there, and He goes you know what I guess you really are The shield hero and he Attacks Malfami Now There's a a short Little battle between Malfami and Lark And During this time you get to Find out that Lark is A hero from another world The battle commences once again, but coming down from the sky is the the woman named Blast, the one they fought during the second wave. She comes and attacks him. Now Fumi doesn't have to use the raid shield, and she's impressed on how well he's increased his defense he takes and there's your nose
4: <clears throat>
1: <laughs> so we got a double hitter that time not only did we get the nose but we also got the furious typing
0: <laughs> is this just gonna be like the vic specialties
1: yeah, those are two of the vic specialties
0: nose picking and furious anger typing uh, yeah. I hate... Oh god damn it
3: Now now, Fumi decides that he wants to fight Glass one on one So He hops over to A ship that is Completely empty They go over there Fighting he gets to find out That Soul Eater shield Ends up drawing out Her life force he does this a couple times and I, 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 type, 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 <laughs> type, type, type,
0: type, 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 Oh, God damn it. I'll try to be quiet and do one key at a time.
1: Type, type, type. <laughs> How hard do you have to press the fucking keys for them to input your clicks?
0: I don't know. I, I always do things forcefully. That's what, like, sometimes when I write, I, like, dig into the paper.
3: But now Nathomi ends up doing the Soul Eater shield a couple times. Then he switches over to the Raid shield uh, engulfs glass and uh, fire. That not much is happening. He's getting ready to use the curse, which will once again it'll almost kill it. Right as that was happening, the queen ordered uh, a couple of, like of they call it cast. It's um uh, Berries that they use to make wine, and they're strong as hell. One berry makes a barrel of wine.
1: Holy shit! I want to live there. I I would be good on alcohol for the rest of eternity.
3: Well, there's a scene after they go out and like they party up, where nalfami is sitting at the bar. Just tossing those things into his mouth. <laughs> and Lark is sitting there. He's like, you know what? To say that you can hold your liquor is an understatement.
1: <laughs> so essentially, he's you.
3: Uh, yeah, in a sense. <laughs> but coming back, they, the, the, God damn it. They send over a couple casts to uh to the ship and the woman ends up using air magic to launch them in the air. Now Fumi hits them with uh, uh can't remember if it was the rage shield or the meteor shield, but they explode over over glass. This instantaneously makes her drunk. Now yeah. Now Lark and Therese go over to Save Glass and they're like, you know what? Bitch at us when you're not drunk. Let's go. They go back to the other world. The wave has ended. The Queen once again says, I owe you big. Name something and I will give it to you. Fumi ends up uh, putting Rothalia in the back of a carriage that has a cover on it And he's taking a road And he's like, you know what, you'll find out when we get there She goes, I smell salt Turns out they're going to her old village Melty is there asking, hey, did Nafumi tell you what's going on? She goes, no, he didn't. Nalfalumi is a jerk. So it turns out that Nalfalumi is now the reigning lord of that town. All the people that he has saved, and he has come across uh, the medicine man, the the witch, the old woman that was a fighter. All of these people have come to live in his town, to rebuild it, to train an army, you know, to live. Raptalia, they both go up to the roof. Raphtalia ends up having a breakdown, saying, please don't leave us. You're preparing us so you can leave. I don't want that to happen. You know, it's at this point where it's extremely clear that Rapitalia loves Nalphemy as more than a master slave or more than a friend. They end up hugging and Nalphemy's saying, you know what? I'm not going back. I am starting a new life. This is where I begin. It cuts to the book that now for me was reading the four cardinal weapons. Leaves to a couple blank pages and closes. That's the end of the series. Now, as of today, like literally today, they released a trailer for season two. Now. The trailer has me so fucking interested. Uh, if you get a chance to go out watch it, it's slated to happen in 2021. This was also cleared for a third season. Nice. So, oh yeah. So, you know, you're going to have to hold on for that probably for about two years if you're lucky maybe one year after the, the second series comes out overall I give this series a solid eight and a half to a nine yeah it has its flaws but it makes up for those flaws in a lot of different ways so, so, if you have a
1: chance, watch it. Nice. Any hoot, let's talk about nicer things and ignore Curious Cat for a little while. Let's talk about Silent Hill.
0: Yay!
1: Oh my god, hold it closer to the camera. Nope, you're it, it, over, 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 up just a little. God, it's so sexy! Yes,
0: love I love that! Oh, I love that fucking and yes, game. yes, it's a complete copy, original manual. That is a man-
1: black label copy, too. That shit is worth some money, especially if the disc is in good shape.
0: Uh, yeah, it costs like 25 bucks.
1: Dude, I've seen copies of Silent Hill go for over $1,000 on eBay.
0: Oh, yeah, and disc looks great as well. Oh, God,
1: it's so beautiful
0: yeah sadly the fucked up part is like the i have a disc
4: only of silent hill 2 and that
1: disc is fucked yeah my disc for silent hill 2 is fucked as well i've been having to play the hd collection pity me
0: i will pity you
1: yeah the the
0: water physics alone
1: uh, uh, we'll get into that trust me but i have the pc copy with all of the um you know the, the updates that the fans made, so it's an actual HD port of the game with all of the original PS2 assets. But unfortunately, right. there's an issue with my computer where it can't read the input from trigger clicks on a controller, so the left trigger and the right trigger don't work. Jesus. So I'm stuck with the keyboard-mouse combo, and unfortunately, older Silent Hill games do not translate well into mouse and keyboard. The way that the control setup is, it's just too clunky for me to use i can't immerse myself in the game i need a controller for that oh, and if yeah, i can't
0: this is designed for a controller i'm you, now thinking was this one of the first games that i bought while i was collecting ps1 games i'm trying to think Sorry, so I, I was listening to you but i'm trying to think like was this one of my first games that i bought for no, my ps1 now, collection
1: allow me to regale y'all with a very short story uh, i want you to go back in time with me To the year 2001, I believe it was, yes, 2001, Christmas of 2001 specifically. Um, The newest system at that point that I had ever owned was a Super Nintendo. And it was a case where in my house, money was always so tight that on Christmas occasionally, my parents would get me something like a Super Nintendo or whatever. And then a few months later, it would end up being pawned because we couldn't afford the bills or whatever. And then I would have to wait until next Christmas to get it again. But at this point, it's 2001. The newest system I've ever owned in my life is a Super Nintendo. It's Christmas, and I got a PS1 for the first time ever. And I got, for the games that I got with it, I was 10 years old or 11 years old. I believe I was 10. But the games that I got was um, Need for Speed. I believe it was Hot Pursuit and the original Resident Evil Director's Cut.
0: (gasps) oh oh sorry i was thinking like did you get like the big box thing and then i'm like oh wait no
1: unfortunately i did not get it in the box it was purchased at a pawn shop so it didn't even have a case it was just the disc inside of a sleeve but i played that game so fucking much and i had had it for a week or two and i went over to my friend's house her name was katie and she was uh, a big survival horror fan she was like a year younger than me i think And um, her and her mom played survival horror games together, and she gave me her copy of the original Silent Hill. So I was about 10 years old the first time I played through Silent Hill. And it was an experience that I will never forget as long as I live because uh, I played it with my mom. And this is the greatest story of all time. My mom was not used to PlayStation at this point. Yeah, flip me off all you want. My mom was not used to PlayStation at this point and didn't know how it worked. And you've got to bear in mind that we're coming from Super Nintendo. We're playing a horror game. The first time that the controller vibrated, my mom threw it across the room.
4: (laughs) Shit you guys didn't even
0: have the N64 with the rumble pack.
1: Fuck no. Even when I played the N64 at my friend's house, they were all too broke to afford a fucking rumble pack. None of us, nobody in my friend group had ever experienced controllers vibrating before. It, It freaked the shit out of me the first time it vibrated and I dropped it. So, I mean, this wasn't like a super uncommon thing, but the world immersed me. The story immersed me. This is where I gained my love of occult imagery and things like that was from Silent Hill so i have
0: yeah, yeah sorry I was, then i was going to talk about my, kind of my thing with silent hill
1: okay I'm, I'm almost because... done i've got a little tiny bit left the following year uh i ended up getting a ps2 from my friend she thought that it was broken and she's like we got a new one if you can fix it you can have it and we got it working again all that was required was cleaning the laser lens we just popped a cleaning disc in cleaned the laser lens and it worked and along with that she also gave me her copy of silent hill 2 And I, that game has affected me in ways that to this day, I cannot fully explain or process. So understanding coming into this, that 10 year old me played the first Silent Hill game, 11 year old me played the second Silent Hill game. This is where my passion for this game comes from. I have logged at least, at a minimum, 15,000 hours into each of these games. And I'm probably super lowballing it. Go ahead, uh, Vic. Yeah,
0: so I said this earlier. This was around the time I was starting to collect uh, PlayStation games. Because at that point, I was getting into retro gaming. or It was either I was getting into retro gaming or I was getting back into retro gaming. Because I've had periods where I'm in-gaming and then I'm out of gaming then I'm in-gaming. I've had those kind of flips. I've had, like, I think three that I can count on my hand. Yes, I'm that autistic and can count that shit. And um, one of the things... I still remember this. I was at um at in i was in school and i was looking up stuff and um i think we were still we were by there's this place in my state called a disc replay that does like retro games and just used media in general and i saw on their facebook i think it was i just came upon it all of a sudden and this for 25 dollars a complete copy i text my uncle like bro you try to buy me this you know <laughs> and uh then a couple days and i'm and my uncle says yeah sure man i'll do it and um yeah i wait a couple days i'm not sure and i'm maybe someone will buy it i don't know and then my uncle comes back and says i got it for you and you can feel the elat the ela- what's the word i'm looking for? elation the joy yes i pop it in my ps3 so, I gr- played PS1 even as a kid, but I never played stuff like this. And I I will admit, like, it was... I, I mean, for the record, I've not played 2, I've not played 3, I've not played these games. Shit, I haven't even completely beaten this yet. But I was so immersed by just... I felt cold playing it. Yes. And not just because of the snow. Same here. Game. I felt like actually like yeah sure someone could say like this is this is me coming from like the ps2 xbox 360 generation type of thing you know so those were the games i was used to i'm playing this and sure yeah it was a bit weird at first to get used to the tank controls even though in my view they're not that bad there could be a whole lot worse
1: My entire life in 3D gaming started with tank controls. I am at home with tank controls. It's like I was born with a controller with tank controls in my
0: hand. (laughs) It's all what you're used to when you grow up, what you're first exposed to. But I loved the, like, the thing is, is, like, the setting, it was normal. It didn't, like, you know, on its surface, it looked normal. But it's like, then you start seeing the weird dogs come in then the weird pterodactyl shit what i find <laughs> yeah.
1: interesting and i don't know if this is true or not very quickly though um something that i read uh in a couple of different places uh the design of that game if you notice the streets and the sidewalks and everything are much larger than they are in real life in comparison to the character have you noticed this
0: yes The theory that that I have heard, the the
1: theory that I've heard is that the reason that they did that is they wanted to, they were intentionally trying to make you feel as small as possible when you're wandering around in the open world, which increases the amount of horror that you experience while playing.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense.
1: And then in the buildings, everything is significantly smaller than it should be, which is supposed to make you feel claustrophobic and trapped.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the feeling. I always felt um like discombobulated. Yes. Like, I didn't know, like, and even the weird, like, the, there were so. The, I remember, like, there's that part where you, like, get the cat out of the box. Oh, yes. I remember the first time I heard that, <laughs> like, that jangling sound, and I'm like, what the fuck is that shit?
1: What was your opinion? See, when you see the cat and you get that jump scare moment, and then it's like, oh, God, it's just a cat. What did you think of the second jump scare that was almost identical when you were in the other world version of the school?
0: I can't remember. it. Okay,
1: so the rattle, the lockers rattling, same as in the regular world school, and you open the locker and it's empty, but there's dried blood everywhere. And then as you're oh, walking away, was- the other locker pops open and drops a fucking corpse right behind you.
0: Oh, I remember that now. Oh, my God. I was like... Like, I thought, like... I didn't know what the fuck was going on at that point. I was like... It was so weird, because this game is over... Like, this game was released on my on the year that I was born.
1: 98, right? No,
0: 99. 99, okay. It was 99. I don't remember... The, I think it was released a month after I was born, if yep. I remember correctly. But that's not the point. Okay. And it's like... This game is over twenty one years old and is scaring the shit out of me. Yes, fucking <laughs> characters with blocky ass um looks and, and fuck. Look at
1: fucking Dahlia. Even if you look past the blockiness, if you've seen her in any other setting, it would be hilarious. She's wearing a gigantic, oversized fucking tie and she's goddamn barefoot. But in Silent Hill, somehow, rather than being funny, it's just downright fucking creepy and unsettling.
0: So, with that, like, the reason we do, or we, me and Monica tell these stories is that we have, well, Monica, way, 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 way more than I. I just have less experience, but I have deep, deep, deep respect for Silent Hill. Yes. Like, at, like those games like those early games that team silent worked on and yes for if there was anyone in comments yes i know team silent was an ever evolving ever changing yes. production team yes I and even the people
1: the who stayed people. even the people who stayed on the team would end up shifting into new roles
0: yes so that just for clarity that i know it's not one dedicated team
1: yes um and today we are discussing when good games go bad that's what i'm titling this segment if you're cool with that Vic
0: yes don't care
1: all right cool and um uh we're not going to go into a lot of the background stuff i'll touch on it if it's important like behind the scenes stuff but um i think for to start with we're just going to be covering the synopsis of the games and kind of where the downfall started and then in general what makes a good good game series turn out badly towards the end of its life mm-hmm do you want to start or do you want me to start since I have a little bit better knowledge of the history of the games or at least the stories? You should
0: start first because I could talk about all, other different things. Let's just, you okay. do, because it's your ship, dude. Okay,
1: Um, we're going to go very briefly over the story of these games just so we can get them out of the way, but so you kind of get an understanding of what they are. The first Silent Hill game is, it revolves around our titular character, Harry Mason. He is an author. His wife died, uh, I believe, three years prior to the events of the game. Uh, she died of an unnamed unknown illness and his daughter had been uh, very recently harassing him about wanting to go to Silent Hill so he takes her to Silent Hill and on the way there uh, it's the middle of the night they're driving Cheryl's in the passenger seat of the jeep that they're in and she's drawing in her book and a child runs out into the road while they're driving and in order to stop himself from hitting this girl he swerves the wheel and there's a car accident and he wakes up during the day and this is supposed to be summertime it's made very clear that this game is supposed to take place in the summertime but when he wakes up the town he's in town uh inside of his vehicle and there is fog everywhere and it's snowing and the fog is thick and oppressive Now, I want to bring up the reason that the fog exists, because fog is very important to Silent Hill, but there's a reason that they made it in the first place, and it's kind of important. It was a limitation issue. The PlayStation, they wanted a big world that felt open world and sprawling, but the PlayStation could not render the entire town in at once. It could only render in chunks. And without the fog there, you would just see the map disappear. So they initially had added the fog as a way to mask the uh, environment ending, That way, it felt like the world was bigger than it was, and you didn't see these loading times or anything happening in the background. It was to create as much immersion as possible with the limitations they had. And I bring this up because I feel it's important to the history of Silent Hill. These limitations are what helped create the art. Because on top of this, they were given a fucking shoestring budget of barely anything, and they were told, all right, make us a Resident Evil clone and it ended up evolving into something entirely different and for whatever reason konami went with it but anyway so the entire story is just harry is searching for his daughter and um the interesting mechanic is that um at the very beginning of the game you get an introduction to it you're trying to find cheryl you see her running through the fog and you're chasing her from a distance and you end up going down an alley And while you're in the alley, the lights start to go away and it gets oppressively dark and he lights his lighter and you're walking around with this lighter through the darkness. And the further you walk through this alley, the more fucked up things get. It starts out with, there's a wheelchair on the ground on its side in this alley for no reason. And then that turns into, there's a hospital bed with what very clearly looks like a corpse underneath of the blanket. And as you continue walking, the ground starts to get bloody and gross and there's chain link everywhere uh, the like you're trapped in a maze of chain link and blood and the music is starting to drive and get more and more intense as you walk and as you get to the end of it there is a corpse strung up in barbed wire hanging off of the fence and it looks like its skin has been removed and harry very obviously freaks out about this and as he backs away what looks like little tiny children carrying butcher knives start emerging from the darkness. And the only thing in your mind is I need to run and get the fuck out of here. So you're trying to book it around these creatures and your way out has been blocked. And eventually you get surrounded by these creatures overtaken and killed. You drop to the ground and then you wake up in a cafe and everything's back to normal. And that's how you get introduced to the world. So, um, As you're hunting for your daughter, uh, if you pay attention, if you're not paying any attention, you'll miss everything because the beauty of this game is the story is told through its subtext. It's not just hammered into your face. This is what the fuck is going on. What's happening is is Harry's daughter Cheryl is not actually his daughter. She was found abandoned on the side of the road as a baby. Him and his wife took her in and after his wife died, he's still raising this little girl that he found and it turns out that silent hill is home to a cult that sells drugs. They sell a drug known as white claudia and that's how they fund all of their cult cult operations. And um they are trying they were trying to birth god. They were trying to bring god to life, physically manifest god into the real world. And this girl Alessa was the host that they had chosen because of her psychic abilities. She had very strong latent psychic powers. And they were going to perform the ritual to uh, birth God inside of this small child. Like, impregnate her through supernatural means and have her give birth to God. And due to the pain and the stress that she was experiencing while they were performing the ceremony, her psychic powers went into fucking 11 and blew the boiler in her house, starting a fire. And when the fire happened, her soul split into two. One part of her soul is still trapped in Silent Hill inside of a hospital bed wrapped in bandages. And the other part of her soul uh, went into this uh, child, Cheryl. So Harry has been raising half of a soul this entire time. And the end of the game is um, the final confrontation. And depending on how you end the game, depending on the choices you make previously, either God is born from the fully reformed Alessa or the birthing ceremony is interrupted and it's just Alessa looking like a saint that you have to fight. That is the briefest of overviews that I can give for the first game. If there's any questions or anything that I left out, feel free to throw them out there now. Or Vic, if you want to add anything about the first game, feel free.
0: Uh, No, you pretty much covered the basics.
1: All right. And on to Silent Hill 2, considered by many to be the greatest Silent Hill game ever made and while i understand the reasoning i disagree my favorite game is silent hill 3 and we'll get into that momentarily um that's
0: like that's like the usual thing it's like silent hill 2 is pro now probably this could be like my turn silent hill 2 is basically probably the darkest the series has gotten
1: in a way but at the same time it's not as dark it's weird they did this weird line where it was darker than all the other games but at the same time it wasn't as in your face visceral of a horror experience and it's hard to really uh, get down to simple terms
0: oh yeah because silent hill 3 is more like silent hill it's because the the thing is silent hill 3 is technically the sequel to silent hill 1 yes if we want to be real yes but that's like silent hill 1 on steroids
1: yes silent hill 3 is take everything horrifying about silent hill 1 all of the visuals all of the crazy shit that's happening and just turn the dial up to fucking 11
0: now those fucking jittery monsters
1: silent hill one and three their main themes for the horror was blood and chain link that that is a big thing it is very visceral very in your face very grisly silent hill 2 was a much more subdued game rather than going for horror what they were going for and they said this multiple times in interviews they wanted to elicit a response of disgust from the players they wanted them to see these environments and be grossed out and i think that they did a damn fine job of it silent hill 2 is the story of james sunderland James Sunderland is, um... His wife had died of a mysterious unnamed disease prior to the events of the game. That seems... familiar. <laughs> but, um, he is depressed. Like, he is on the verge of killing himself. There is subtext hidden in the game that you can find that implies that he became an alcoholic to escape from the fact that his wife died. And, um... He received a letter from his dead wife, and the letter, it's in my head, burned in forever. In my restless dreams, I see that town, Silent Hill. You promised you'd take me there again someday, but you never did. Well, I'm alone there now, in our special place, waiting for you. Yes, I have that shit memorized! You are such a fucking nerd! (laughs) Anyway, so he receives this letter from his wife that's like, Hey bitch, I'm not actually dead, come find me! so of course um a logical person would be like i I ain't touching this with a five foot stick but a person who's depressed and who is uh on the verge of losing their mind over the loss of their loved one looking for anything that they can grasp at he goes to silent hill looking so the entire game is him trying to find his wife along the way he meets a doppelganger of her whose name is Maria. She looks almost exactly like uh, Mary, his wife. Uh, But what's interesting is that they modeled her skeletal structure to be different, but gave her the same face. So it's like this weird, uncanny valley of you're looking at the same person, but you're not. And they changed her hair and they changed her clothes. And Mary Maria is very heavily implied to have been a stripper at the strip club in Silent Hill. Uh, Another character that James meets is Angela, and Angela is probably the most fucked up. Would you agree or disagree, Vic, that Angela's story is the most fucked up out of everyone in the Silent Hill 2?
0: Again, I haven't properly played the game yet, so...
1: Okay, uh, Angela's story, and then you can tell me if you agree or disagree... Uh, She is in town looking for her mother. Her mother disappeared, apparently. Uh, That's the best information you can get. But as the game goes on uh, and you meet her occasionally throughout the town, it's very, very heavily implied that she is suicidal. She asks questions like, wouldn't it be better if you were just gone? You're the same as me, aren't you? You don't want to be here anymore either. And when you find her in the apartment later on in the game, she's literally holding a knife considering killing herself, but she doesn't flat out ever say it at any point. The reason for this is is that her father and her brother uh, She's only 17 years old But she looks like she's in her 40s Her father and her brother repeatedly sexually Abused, molested, and raped her from The age of Early childhood up until the age of 17 Um, There's an Apartment that you end up going into that is Supposed to be modeled after a destroyed version Of her apartment, and there's a teddy bear Inside of the apartment, which kind of Shows that this started happening from A very, very young age and she is completely uh, unadjusted to society, doesn't know how to socialize with others, goes through these uh, moments that are almost like split personality where at one minute she'll be kind of sexual and kind of in your face and then immediately switch back and don't fucking touch me, don't get anywhere near me, I don't want you anywhere near me, you fucking freak.
0: Well, when you have a story that deals with the plot twist of silent hill
1: 2 Uh, we'll get to the plot twist in a minute but i still think that angela's story is the darkest and the worst part of angela's story is you find out that her mother that she's looking for that's made to be almost like a saint compared to the rest of her family at the end of the game it's revealed that her mother was just as fucked up as the father and the brother and literally made her feel like shit for being molested and told her that it was her fault that it happened because she was such a bad kid
0: Again, why did you disagree with me that Silent Hill 2 is probably not the darkest? (laughs)
1: Because it's not in-your-face darkness. It's a weird dividing line because none of this is flat-out said. You have to figure this out for yourself by picking up on the body language of the characters and the way that they act and the little subtle tells throughout the course of the game.
0: The one thing I find interesting because like, when it came to Silent Hill 2 and then recently with the whole Last of Us 2 shit... Yep. It's interesting to me because whenever something is outright, you know, like in your face, dark, people just go, oh, this is too much. This is just fucking grotesque. This is exploitative. But then when it's like more subtly put into the story and it's like added on and added on and added on, then it it resonates more with the audience.
1: Yes. I think that's a lot of the reason for the success of Silent Hill 2 is that it's not spoon feeding you it's darker stuff it is trying to get you to look at the situation for yourself and figure it out
0: and yes i know last of us 2 did well commercially it's just let's talk about the long term thing
1: yes um but uh anyway um i think that the most obvious tell with uh angela is uh okay so throughout the course of the game silent hill 2 the monsters that you fight are representations of things that are trapped inside of james's psyche except for One, there is one creature that is not a representation of anything in his psyche. It is a representation of something in Alessa's psyche or Angela's psyche. Because uh, at a certain point in the game, when you go to the other world, uh, James, when he goes to the other world, he's seeing his own interpretation of things. When Angela goes, she's seeing her own interpretation of things. At a certain point in the game, those two things collide and you see into her personal hell. And her personal hell is like fucked up the walls have these holes in them with pistons that are driving in and out to symbolize rape because the walls and the pistons look like they're covered in like fleshy material and it's forcefully going in and out of these holes but it's never again it's never directly stated it's all very like you have to be paying attention to pick these things up but i think the most blatant thing was um angela after you kill this monster that's a representation of her father uh, she was saying something along the lines of, or you could always force me, beat me up like he always did. But that's like the the only real direct point where it's flat out stated, yes, this girl is sexually abused. You've got to pick it up throughout the course of the story, just the way she acts. And it covers the ideas of these uh, mental issues really well down to the subtle things of body language and how the characters hold themselves, the way that they speak because like angela has like the look of like a 30 or 40 year old woman and she usually talks in such the same manner but there's moments where she will switch to this childish mode where she's like i'm looking for my mama have you seen my mama
0: i'm getting fucking uncomfortable just describing this more and more (laughs)
1: And we're done with Angela. We're going to move on to the next character, Eddie. Eddie's story is pretty simple. He's a fat fuck who wanted to be in sports, but could never make it in sports and got constantly picked on for his weight and bullied and treated like shit and uh, repressed it to the point where when he finally had an outburst, he shot his old coach in the knee with a pistol and then shot his coach's dog in the stomach. And then he ran away because he was scared.
0: I will say this, like, I, this story, I do know, I've always thought that that story was probably, like, the weakest of the bunch.
1: Yes, I get where it's coming from, and I think that they did a good job portraying it, but they could have gone a little bit deeper with Eddie's character.
0: Because, like you said, with Angela, there's all this, like you know multiple different things going on james multiple things going on yep and then you kind of have and i'm not saying eddie's story is a bad one oh yeah the record. it's just he's a- compared to the other cast members what? it's like you could have done a tiny bit more
1: yeah like he very obviously killed a few people since getting to silent hill and like when you first meet him you can see him going through like a uh, uh killer's remorse because he's like vomiting in a toilet and I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I swear he was like this when I got here. And then as the game continues, he slowly slips deeper and deeper into insanity. When you get to the prison, you find him sitting up against a door, holding a pistol. And he's like, killing a man ain't no big deal. Just put the gun to their head. Pow. And you can see this slow descent into madness. And it ends with a final confrontation. A bunch of dead bodies are surrounding Eddie. And James goes, have you lost your mind? And Eddie turns around and he's like, you too. You've been laughing at me all along, haven't you, James? I'll kill you. And then he fucking shoots at him. And you have this final fight with him. But his story is definitely weak and much shorter. It's literally just, I was bullied, therefore repressed issues equals me turning into a psychopathic killer. But James's story. So he's going through this town trying to find his wife. And um, he meets a little girl named Laura who apparently has a connection to his wife. But um, as far as James knows, his wife died three years ago. But the way that Laura is talking, it sounds like um, Laura knew his wife much more recently than what he was aware of. Like, apparently they knew each other in the hospital. And uh, Mary wrote Laura a happy birthday letter for her eighth birthday. But Laura only turned eight last week. And you finally, throughout the course of the game, you're being chased by this big hulking beast called Pyramid Head. Who carries around a sword that's so heavy that he has to drag it behind him which there's a whole bunch of symbolism for pyramid head and the sword the great knife that i won't get into because there's a lot and it's super deep but anyway uh the big reveal is james killed his wife now depending on how you view the story it could either be a um james was a basically a prick a toilet human being who didn't want to deal with the fact that his wife was sick anymore and wanted freedom from this disease. So he killed his wife or B he did it because, uh, he didn't want to see his wife suffer anymore or C he did it because of a combination of those two reasons and not just one clear cut thing. And it's deeper, like, uh, decided which one is the case, depending on what ending you get. Now, this is something else I want to bring up that I think is unique, especially to games this from this time frame. Silent Hill 1 had two or three set events that you either did or didn't do that would determine the outcome of the game and determine what your ending was. In Silent Hill 2, it's based on how you play the game through the entire thing. Did you heal your character constantly or did you constantly let him be on the edge of death? Did you spend time checking on Maria and worry about her through the course of the game or did you just ignore her? Things like this all, uh, did you look at the knife in your inventory that you got from Angela? These things help dictate what your ending was. Uh, If you were constantly on the verge of death and just running through the game, the idea was that you felt such profound guilt for the things that you had done that you didn't care about your life anymore. So the end of the game ends with him taking his wife's corpse, throwing it in the back of his car and driving off of a cliff into into the lake. Uh, If you focused more on Maria and constantly healed yourself, you were a selfish bastard looking for a way out and you ended up trying to marry the stripper it's it's all dependent on the way you played the game and not necessarily do this event and do this event this is your ending now
0: i see that part i didn't know i didn't know i thought it was more like kind of binary well i mean it's binary but yeah. like i thought it was more like a clear cut um oh here's the dialogue and maybe not dialogue option but like i didn't think here's a
1: scripted like event x. if you do it then you get x ending like they did with silent hill one The only thing that's like that is the UFO ending and the dog ending. The UFO ending and the dog ending have set scripted events that you have to go through in order for you to get that ending. The UFO ending, you get a channeling stone in the bathroom at the very beginning of the game. And if you use it in the right two or three places, that triggers the UFO ending. And the dog ending, you find a doghouse with a dog bone shaped key in it. And if you use it on the right door, boom, you get the dog ending. And then, oh, yeah, and then there's also the uh, Rebirth ending where you collect uh, White Chrism, uh, Obsidian Goblet, and two books. And then you take Mary's corpse and go to the church at the center of the lake, and it's implied that he brings her back from the dead using occult powers.
0: So five endings.
1: I think there's five endings in total. Uh, there's the Leave ending. Uh, there's the Laura ending. There's the Inwater ending. There's the, ending, there's the Maria ending the UFO ending, the doghouse ending, and the rebirth ending. So seven, somewhere, something in that general line. There's quite a few endings, but most of them are based on how you play and not necessarily on scripted events.
0: That's pretty fucking out there for 2001.
1: And uh, this is an interesting point of fact, more discussing good games and why good games are good. You know, the very opening scene of Silent Hill 2 where James is looking in the bathroom mirror and he touches his face and moves his hand down his face.
0: That's
4: iconic.
1: He spent um, the person who animated that scene literally stood in front of his mirror for hours, mimicking that movement to get every single gesture right. The way that his skin moved when he touched his face to figure out exactly how to animate it to be as realistic as possible. Shit. That that's what we're working with here. That's the, the, the level of artistic integrity that went into these games, silent Hill three. Um, I will go over very briefly. Once again, there's depth with the creatures and all of this, but we're, um, Silent Hill 3 is you're playing as Heather and it's revealed that your father is Harry Mason from the first game uh, because the Silent Hill uh, 1 ends with him leaving with a baby. The baby that he leaves with is the character that you're playing as in the third game. Harry is killed by a monster when uh, Heather gets home from the mall after a bunch of crazy shit happens and... um. <clears throat> So from the mall onwards, the entire thing of the game is um, Heather trying to get revenge for her murdered father. There's a lot of depth and stuff hidden inside of things and blah, blah, blah. But this game doesn't really focus on that as much. This game focuses more on the flat out horror of the environments themselves. Like they used uh, transparent layers that are only usable in the PlayStation 2 hardware to create the walls in the game. Like when you're in the other world. The wall has blood on it that's see-through that is moving up and down and looks like a living object just crawling across the fucking walls. It's very much an in-your-face kind of horror experience, Uh, but the main idea is is that the cult from the first game has finally reformed after all of these years, uh, headed by uh, Dahlia's uh, cousin or sister or something like that named Claudia. And Claudia is bringing the faith into a new age. She's twisted the beliefs even further than what they already were. And given the power of Silent Hill, uh, if you pay close attention to the way the power works, it twists based on the user. So the beliefs aren't necessarily, this is true, this cult is real. It's more like, the power of this place makes it become real. So if the people who are wielding the power push it in a certain direction, that's the direction it'll go. That's why God at the end of Silent Hill 3 is different than God at the end of Silent Hill 1. Because
0: it's different people yes. um, perception of it.
1: Yes, and Heather has been impregnated with God just like uh, Alessa was 18 years prior in the first game. So throughout the course of the game, you have these moments where she has like horrible headaches and this intense stomach pain. And it turns out that everything that's been happening to Heather and all of this bad shit that's been going on is... Uh, Claudia's idea is in order to create a God that is all good, it must know everything that is evil and experience the worst pain imaginable. So it, thro- so she throws Heather through all of this hell so that the baby will be nurtured by hatred and pain. Metal. <laughs> um, this game has a lot of fucking, like there are background details that you can play the game 5 million times and never notice. I didn't notice until last year that there are spots in Silent Hill 3 where Valtiel pops up that you would not even notice. Now, Valtiel is a background character. He only exists in the background, and you can play the entire game without even noticing Valtiel at all. Valtiel is the attendant of God. Valtiel is following you throughout the course of this game and making sure that you are going on the proper course throughout. And he is a fucked up monster that looks very similar to Pyramid Head, but without the pyramid. But there are moments where he will be in the background hiding, choking the shit out of a nurse. Just like brutalizing a random fucking nurse for no reason. There's one area where he's in and it's super highly detailed. But you can't see it because they added a layer of blood across the glass where he's in. And this black smoke shit. And when you try to interact with it, it's like something is going on, but I can't see what it is. And you have to use fucking exploits to remove the smoke to see what's actually going on. And when you actually look at it, all you see is just vague movement that looks creepy. But it's just Valtiel choking the shit out of this fucking nurse. And then when you come back later, the smoke is gone and the room is empty and it looks normal.
0: Oh, as it it would be.
1: (laughs) Uh, So all of these little details came together to create, in my opinion, the perfect horror experience. Silent Hill 3 is my favorite game. But it ends with God being birthed and Heather having to fight God silent hill 4 is where we experience what i consider to be the fall of the silent hill series silent hill 4 i'm not knocking it it is a good game but it is the first really big departure that i felt felt like missed the mark entirely silent hill 4 is the story of henry townsend Uh, Townshend. My apologies. When the game was first released, they named him Harry Townshend and everybody was like, this is way too on the fucking nose. You literally named him as the town is sending for him. So they changed his name to Townshend. Anyway, so he's in his apartment. He's living in this apartment and he wakes up one day and the door's chained and he can't leave his apartment. And one half of the game just takes place in him tooling around his fucking apartment. The other half of the game is a hole appears inside of his um, apartment's bathroom wall. And when he crawls through the hole in the wall, he ends up in another world. And everything that happens, he uh, when he leaves the hole and comes back to his apartment, he wakes up in his bed. So it seems like he was experiencing a dream, but everything that happened will affect the real world in some way. And the whole thing is just him trying to escape his apartment. The background story is uh, Walter Sullivan, which is a character that was brought up in Silent Hill 2 for literally two lines of dialogue as literally just a magazine article about this guy who killed these two kids that's used for a game show later in the game. So... Uh, they expanded on his character and made Walter Sullivan the serial killer who is uh, uh, completing a, an occult ritual called the 21 Sacraments in order to bring about the ascent of the Holy Mother. And you're trying to stop him while you're trying to escape from your apartment. Okay. And the game ends with you fighting uh, Walter. And in order to fight Walter, you have to stab his mother. Uh, you have to kill his mother, which is just this giant fucking fleshy thing hanging from the wall. And uh, the ending is entirely based on two things, what ending you get. And it's so fucking dumb. About halfway through the game, your apartment will start to become possessed. Like there's like this paranormal activity, ghosts and shit like that inside of your apartment. And you can place holy candles to make it go away. So that's one of the prerequisites. Was your room possessed or not at the end of the game? This will determine your ending. The second prerequisite, were you good to um, uh, Eileen, your neighbor, who is the, the second half of the game turns into an escort mission and you've got this bandaged up bitch with casts on and shit who can barely walk that you've got to keep alive. And she gets progressively more possessed as you go through the game and you have to keep her free of possession by using the same holy candles. But if you allow her to get possessed enough, she can read a cult text. That will help further explain the story so you've got to balance her between possessed and not possessed if you want to get the full story of the background of the game and that's literally it was eileen possessed did she die at the end of the game and was your room possessed it is an okay game i didn't mind it there are some really good creature designs i love the environment designs of the game but the story is lackluster and the mechanics are such a far departure from Silent Hill. It doesn't even feel like a Silent Hill game.
0: I think I've seen only one person say that
1: that's their favorite Silent Hill game. I've seen two people say it and I disagree with them heavily. There's a lot of issues with the story. If you try to dig deeper, I'm not going to go over them all here, but there are some plot holes and things that just don't add up in the story. When you start to really put things together and a lot of that makes it kind of fall flat for me. But that's Silent Hill 4 in a nutshell. <clears throat> that is the last game that was made by any member of Team Silent. Now, it needs to be noted that at this point, uh, Silent Hill 4 was made by the Silent Team Silence B team. They literally just had some extra people involved on that game. And it was being made at the same time as Silent Hill 3 was being made. And I believe uh, that was the only time that Akira Yamaoka has any credits other than the composing of the music. Oh, okay. So you can kind of see where it falls flat. None of the people who were involved in any of the other projects, none of the people who understood the vision of the game were directly involved with the creation of the game. Once again, it is still an okay game. It just has a lot of issues. Now we enter the Dark Ages of Silent Hill. This is the point where the Western teams took over. This is this is the point where Konami said, fuck Team Silent, y'all are disbanded. We're going to start handing Silent Hill to other companies. Can you see where the issue comes in?
0: I can see many fucking issues.
1: The first game to be made that wasn't by Team Silent was Silent Hill Origins. Silent Hill Origins is the story of Travis Grady. Travis Grady is a trucker with a troubled past. All of the monsters are related directly to his psyche and tied directly to his past childhood traumas.
0: How creative. It is also th-
1: <laughs> it is also <laughs> the, the uh, prequel story to the first game, the events that led up to the first game. Here's the problem. They fucked up the story of the first game over and over and over and over and over, and over again. They fundam- Another one. <laughs> <laughs> They fundamentally misunderstood the entire point of the first game, took the very surface layer, thin sliced that shit, and then slapped that as a backstory. Completely fucking up every detail along the way. I will give credit where credit is due, though. Interesting environments. Some of the creatures were kind of cool. There you go that's that's the, the credit that i can give um they introduced breaking weapons but an unlimited inventory so you could literally be carrying around 50 iv stands and 300 crt tvs and a bunch of wrenches and sledgehammers and then they would break and you would just grab a new one.
0: Oh wow i feel so, <laughs> i feel so much tension
1: <laughs> right
0: Is
3: this more more ten-
1: <laughs> what did you say
3: said those are some big ass pockets right <laughs> there's
0: more tension and when will they break than if than in the actual fucking game probably y- y-
1: essentially yes because the only thing oh they entered they introduced another mechanic that i fucking hate this was the first silent hill game and not the last the first silent hill game to introduce vic please cringe with me quick time events ah! So there would be situations So there would be situations where you would be fighting a monster and it would jump on you and grapple you and you had to like rapid press buttons or press buttons in a certain order in order to break out of the grapple I will say this it is a lot of fun to have like 75 CRTVs in your inventory and just throw them at the enemies one after a fucking another.
0: <laughs> i texted you earlier and say i texted you last night saying like "Well, resident evil may the worst thing is that they jumped the shark i think that's a jump the shark moment
1: uh kind of but once again this is a saying from my parts. at least it isn't homecoming which we will be getting to very 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 shortly i'm fine i'm fine <clears throat> So uh, the game is okay. They did a faithful reinterpretation of the maps from the original Silent Hill game when they were going through previous Silent Hill environments. I'll give credit there. And uh, they also, uh, some of the puzzles were kind of unique and interesting. Outside of that, there's not a lot to go back to. Like I tried replaying it again and I hate getting grappled by enemies. I hate quick time events in Silent Hill. They just don't belong there. It breaks the immersion of like Silent Hill games were no HUD, No display of anything in-game. It is just the game itself. Nothing else. And you are in it. You are feeling it the whole way through. If you're in it, you're fucking in it. And Silent Hill Origins... Push X! Push X! Push X! Push Square! Push Square! Also on top of that, this is the other big issue. Silent Hill Origins was originally made for the PSP and then ported to the PS2 later in its life. Oh joy Uh. to the world. Uh, and now we come into Homecoming. Vic, please kill me.
0: I will kill you later with my foot smell.
1: I will say this to start with about Silent Hill Homecoming. It should not have been called Silent Hill Homecoming. It should have been called Silent Hill, the movie, the game. <sighs>
0: it does look like a fucking made for like a movie tie-in
1: now let me uh let me start with this silent hill the movie is okay it's not terrible it's not great it's just all right but it is not really related to silent hill the game in any way it is a completely different story a huge departure from the silent hill franchise like the idea of this cult resurrecting an old god and all of that that's thrown out in favor of puritanical christians burning witches
0: how how fucking novel of them
1: yes uh so silent hill homecoming even though they originally tried to tout it as silent hill 5 silent hill homecoming is directly from the movie universe um it is uh the cult is now the order they the church from the movie is in the game it is trying so hard to be the movie it's not even funny
0: well the the thing is is that this was i believe the first game or one of the first games with double that was developed by double helix and seeing as how most of their catalog is fucking movie tie-ins yeah i'm not surprised
1: So the story of uh, Homecoming is you are playing as Alex Shepard, a man who was recently discharged from the military. Now, this is a big thing. The old Silent Hill games, the combat was kind of clunky. The idea was these are Joe Average characters who don't know how to fight monsters. It's usually more advantageous for you to run away from the monsters than it is for you to fight the monsters. Silent Hill Homecoming, they said, fuck that. We want to make a game that's more combat oriented. So let's make our primary character a military man with fighting experience. So they introduced dodging, quick time events, uh, rolling, blocking, all sorts of other shit into the combat to try and make it more realistic, which they fucked up horribly, by the way. They added more quick time events. There are random points in the game where you will have a path be blocked and you have to do a quick time event to open it, like sticking a knife inside of a fleshy wall and sliding the knife down to cut it open or axing down a a boarded off door, things like that. So quick time events are everywhere. Uh, Just from a production standpoint, the game is ass. There are frame drops everywhere. Uh, The game will occasionally crash for no fucking reason just because, oh, I don't feel like playing anymore. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so you've got... I think the
0: feeling's mutual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you've got Alex Shepard, who was uh, ex-military, and he arrives home. Not to Silent Hill, mind you, to Shepherd's Glen, a town that doesn't even exist yet is somehow connected to the lake. But what is interesting, the lake that surrounds Silent Hill, if you look at the maps from all the other games and you put them all together and piece them all together, the lake is entirely surrounded by Silent Hill. Completely. Yet somehow this town of Shepherd's Glen is also on the shore of Lake Toluca. How fucking big is this lake?
0: Are you sure it's a lake or a new ocean? (laughs) Right?
1: So anyway, uh, I guess that the idea is, is that this town Shepherds Glen split off from Silent Hill and became its own independent town way back in the day. Alex Shepherds' family was one of the founders of this town. Uh, the story is, the when you get into later into the game, you find out that the town made a deal with the cult in order to appease God, and the founding families had to sacrifice their firstborn child once every so many generations, and Alex was supposed to be the one that was sacrificed. And the town is now cursed because Alex wasn't sacrificed. And the reason that Alex wasn't sacrificed is because he accidentally killed his brother and repressed the memories.
0: And I wonder why this is familiar. How where, how where this came from. Yes,
1: kill a, uh, killing a loved one and then repressing the memories and now having to face monsters that are a representation of your psyche. Hmm, I wonder which game did that before. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, he killed his brother on accident which that counted as the sacrifice because his brother drowned and the shepherd family is supposed to drown their firstborn and uh it turns out that uh, alex was never in the military he was in an insane asylum the entire time so all of that hype up about him being a military man in order to justify the combat means fucking nothing Credit where credit is due. I got nothing. On to downpour.
0: (laughs) Wait, what about Shattered Memories?
1: Oh, fuck. I forgot about Shattered Memories. Okay, Shattered Memories. I will start by saying this. Shattered Memories is the only Western-developed Silent Hill game that I enjoy on a repeated basis. That said, I do not consider it a Silent Hill game in any way, shape, or form. Silent Hill Shattered Memories was originally designed for the Wii and headed by Super Silent Hill fan Tom Hewlett. Go fuck yourself. I hate Tom Hewlett, I I really, I really hate Tom Hewlett, and at first I was like, okay, I feel bad for him, he was thrown into a bad position, Konami's giving him all of these, uh, you know, shit things that he has to follow, blah 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 blah, but when he says, I am the biggest Silent Hill fan, I care more about Silent Hill than any of you, I know more about Silent Hill than any of you, and then proceeds to not even understand the story of Silent Hill 2?
0: How do you not understand the story of Silent Hill 2?
1: anyway shattered memories is a reimagining of the first silent hill game you are playing as harry again uh but silent hill is a completely different area the story is completely different you're still looking for your daughter but there's no cult there's no any of that it's just the town gets iced over which the ice mechanic is kind of cool Uh, but it turns out that the entire time now what's interesting about this game the thing i like about it is in between the action scenes there are moments where you are sitting in a therapist's office answering questions and uh filling out papers and coloring in pictures and things like that and the game psychologically profiles you and alters the game based on your own psyche if you answer all the questions honestly it's an interesting mechanic and it plays out fairly well but it turns out That this psychological eval is not being conducted on harry these are not flashbacks harry died in a car accident all of this is happening inside of his daughter's head the entire time and this is just her fantasy world that she created to cope with the death of her father
0: so wait a minute there's a psych eval on the main character when it's actually daughter imagining all of this
1: yeah okay so the uh the psych eval sections are from a first person perspective so you can't see your character no character name is ever said but it's heavily implied throughout the course of the game that you are harry being evaluated and everything that you're going through in the game is him retelling what happened and then at the end of the game you get to the lighthouse where cheryl's supposed to be and you walk inside the door and cheryl's sitting in the uh chair being analyzed by the therapist and harry is just a product of her imagination
0: oh wow what great writing
1: yes genius 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 now as i said it is a fun game it's got some interesting mechanics and ideas i love the way that they played with lighting in that game your flashlight actually casts realistic shadows and you have to use those shadows in order to solve puzzles and you have a cell phone throughout the course of the game where you can take pictures. And sometimes when you take pictures, you'll pick up, like, ghosts in the images. And you'll get audio files from otherworldly entities. All really cool ideas. And the game is kind of fun in a lot of ways. But the problem is is that it's not really a Silent Hill game. I mean, what I just described to you, does that sound anything like one, two, three, or 4? Not really. Other than the names of the characters.
0: Not really.
1: Yeah, okay. So, there you go. That's, um... That's Shattered Memories. Um, once again, it's the best Western title, but is it really a Silent Hill title? And we finally, we end our journey with um, Downpour. I'm not going to be covering Silent Hills because Silent Hills was never released and the PT was taken down from the uh, PlayStation Store because Konami's a bunch of fucking cucks who don't know how to release a fucking game. <clears throat>
0: his his rage is amazing.
1: I'm sorry, but
0: fuck Konami. All they
1: care about now is turning Silent Hill into goddamn pachinko machines.
3: Something tells me that you might be angry.
1: (laughs) I have a lot of rage when it comes to this because, uh, especially Silent Hills. Once again, entirely new direction for the series, but fucking goddamn amazing. And they had fucking Kojima on the team and they fucked it up.
0: Yeah, basically every fan of PT's reaction.
1: Anyway, downpour. We are playing as Murphy Pendleton, who is in prison. And he is about to be transferred to a different prison. They are in a bus. Oh, the game starts with you attacking and brutalizing some fat guy who very clearly is a chomo, even though they don't say he's a chomo. Turns out, it's revealed later in the game that... uh Chomo uh, fucking uh, killed um, Murphy's son and probably raped him and other stuff. But anyway, you're in the bus being transferred to a new prison. Bus crashes. Uh, You get out of the wreckage in Silent Hill. Downpour is okay. Monster designs are ass, but it's okay. But tell me, does this sound like a Silent Hill game to you? Open world and most of the quests are optional.
3: What? Imagine... This is like Assassin's Creed.
1: Imagine Assassin's Creed or Skyrim implanted onto Silent Hill. Welcome to Downpour, ladies and gentlemen.
0: And I've seen the game, how it looks like... The funny thing to me with Downpour is that they gave it to... And I to a developer i've said this many times in front of you monica but they gave it to a developer whose only game was i think an xbox live arcade like an xbox live arcade psn only game yes and yeah it's like okay here's one of our big franchises here you go and then in the same year that that came that game came out they closed they they declared (laughs) bankruptcy
1: yes yes they did um now Here's what I find interesting. This is the only part that truly infuriates me about Downpour. I can get past most of it. Like like I said, it's got some issues, but it's an alright game. Not really a Silent Hill game, but it's got its moments that are kind of fun. Here's my big issue. The person who headed this project said, and I quote, We are taking Silent Hill back to its roots. There's no cult. <laughs> the, there is no. There is no cult. No mention of the cult whatsoever, because uh, to quote the creator, the, the head of the team for Downpour, I feel like the idea of cults are overplayed and really antithetical to the idea of Silent Hill.
4: They're the main
0: plot of the first fucking game!
1: The fir- the, 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 no, even Silent Hill 2, they are technically the antagonists. Because even though you never see them and they're not involved, the only reason that the events of Silent Hill 2 happen is because now this power has been unleashed and it's now unguided by any force. But if they had never done anything, nothing in Silent Hill 2 would have happened. The cult is the main antagonist for this entire series. Everything comes back to the cult. Downpour. No mention of the cult. But let's include the mailman from the fucking comic book series that tanked.
2: i think i came back in the wrong time Uh, what what was that
1: i think i came back at the wrong time quite possibly yes anyway so let me explain this mailman's story very briefly this mailman was on the run from like slavers he was a african-american man around the time of the slaves and i guess he did some bad shit or something and he got trapped in silent hill and now he's eternally delivering the mail i'm not kidding you
2: i i know what he did
1: i don't remember do you know
2: no i was gonna make a stupid joke that he stole bread (laughs) wow no so this they they don't bring back the cult but they bring
1: back the mailman from the comic book series that bombed and this mailman just delivers the mail occasionally wow like you you wake up at different points and the mailman
0: hands you a letter and then disappears I'd rather they do the homecoming thing and then put, put put Pyramid Head in there for no fucking reason.
1: Oh, I forgot to mention Pyramid Head in Homecoming. Uh, okay, so let's take a step back super fast. Pyramid Head is entirely a creation of James's mind meant to punish him for his crimes of killing his wife. It is literally his own personal judge, jury, and executioner, which is why he was only able to defeat Pyramid Head when he came to terms with what he did and accepted the weight of his crimes. Why the fuck is he wandering around homecoming slicing bitches in half?
2: Plot twist. Pyramid Head is the mailman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, Pyramid Head does not appear, but they replace him with something stupider. They replace him with the Boogeyman, a giant who carries around a sledgehammer made of cinder blocks.
2: (laughs) Actually that would be a cool boss fight if he was in resident evil
1: Uh, right (laughs) now anyway um it turns out that our dear protagonist uh murphy pendleton killed somebody in his prison uh, on accident while the lights were turned off and repressed his memories of it. And the entire game throughout the course of Silent Hill is him dealing with the trauma of him killing somebody that he cared about in the prison on accident.
0: Where have I heard that before?
1: (laughs) It was the Uh, head prison guard that he killed. Uh. Wait, my bad. I I apologize. It depends on the ending. He might not have actually killed him, which then defeats the entire purpose of the game. It's very possible that he just left him a vegetable in a wheelchair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm out of frame, but I just can't right now.
1: You can literally, if you avoid every optional quest in the game, you can complete downpour in 20 minutes. There is only like five main quests for the game. Like, you arrive at town, your first quest is to get into town, you have to go through these mines. The second quest is to find a way out of town, which you end up going to the radio station and talking to the DJ who is trapped in Silent Hill forever having to play music on the radio.
2: Is this the PSP one?
1: No, this is the Xbox 360 PS3 one. Hey, Vincent.
2: Vincent. What? What? Turn off the radio. I can't.
1: So um So the radio DJ is um he's a sassy black man. (laughs) Oh no Trapped forever in Silent Hill, forced to play music for all eternity. but he has keys to a boat and they're going to take the boat and drive out of silent Hill, even though it was established in the previous games that when you're trapped in silent Hill, there is no escape until you deal with whatever it is that you need to deal with. Oh
0: uh, uh, no, the, we can just go on a yacht motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> anyway. So to, to continue uh, after you talk to the radio DJ, then um, you, you have to get to the boat, you get the keys from him. And then um, the town calls the radio DJ. The the town itself calls the DJ on the phone.
4: Uh,
3: I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) This is is, uh,
2: the Shining Hotel thing, isn't
1: it? So the town calls him on the phone, and then he gets attacked because they were talking about escaping.
2: So it is the Shining Overlook Hotel thing.
1: (laughs) Kind of. So uh, the lights go out, and then when the lights come back on, the radio DJ is just fucking gone. And you have to get to the boat. So you get to the boat. And then you're on the boat, leaving the town. And throughout the course of the game, you're being followed by this uh, prison guard chick who really hates you for some reason. It's later revealed that she is the daughter of the head prison guard that you turned into a vegetable and or killed. And she's upset about it and wants revenge.
2: It doesn't have to be a reason. All chicks hate me. I know that.
1: <laughs> anyway, so he's on the boat and he's leaving. He's sailing off into the sunset. And the police officer, the the, the prison guard appears out of nowhere behind him. And points the gun at him. They have a back and forth dialogue and she shoots him in the head. And then he wakes up inside of a prison. And then the last part of the game is in a prison. And then the final boss of the game. Uh, I'm sorry. The second to final boss of the game is uh, the police. Or the the, the head of the um, uh, fucking prison guards. Inside of a wheelchair. 75 feet tall with tubes attached to him. Oh and you have to kill him by destroying the tubes that are attached to him. Oh. <laughs> and then the final boss
2: is Vic. Tell me it's Vic. Kind of. Shut up.
1: <laughs> it's the it's the giant retard man with the sledgehammer. <laughs> but kill here's Vic. the twist, here's the twist. I will kill you. Here's the twist. If you get the bad ending, When you're the when you face the final boss, you are the big boogeyman with the sledgehammer, and you're fighting the chick.
2: That's way cooler.
1: (laughs) And you get all of these special attacks where you will slam your hammer on the ground and create shock waves.
3: Kind of. It is like Shadow the
1: Colossus. Uh, oh I forgot
2: for- like the ending of Metal of the Colossus when you're the huge thing. I, I forgot oh, no. when you're Dorman.
3: I forgot oh, no. to be Goro and then you become Goro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Pyramid Head does make an appearance in this game, but I am okay with his inclusion in this game. Let me explain why. Every Silent Hill game, including the ones made by Team Silent, would have one or more piss take joke endings. UFO ending started in the first game and it was in pretty much every subsequent game except for four um, there's the dog ending there's uh, there's there's these joke endings that have been in every single game. There is a joke ending in Downpour where it turns out that it's um, uh, Murphy's birthday and all of the older Silent Hill characters are standing around a birthday cake and Pyramid Head cuts the cake.
0: Yeah but that's clearly to take the piss. Yes
1: it was a joke ending so I'm okay with it.
0: Wait, was this the first time that they've done joke endings since
4: three?
1: No, this, I forgot. Oh, thank you for reminding me. There was one other issue that I had with Homecoming. Homecoming has a UFO ending, which is cool. Previous games have had UFO endings. Origins had a UFO ending that was kind of funny, where the alien showed up and Travis is a trucker. So uh, the aliens are talking to Travis and Travis, and they're like, come on, we're going to take you to our planet. And um, Travis is like, can I drive? And the alien goes, do you drive stick shift? (laughs)
4: <laughs> okay, that was not, that's yeah
1: it was it was kind of funny but here's the problem with the ufo ending and homecoming in every other silent hill game you have to beat the game three or four times in order to unlock the ufo ending it's a special thing that you have to work for you can accidentally shit your way into the ufo ending on silent hill homecoming just by making different choices that have no logical connection to a ufo ending whatsoever so you can accidentally get the jo- the joke ending on your first playthrough without any explanation as to why you got it. Shit. And the UFO ending is so fucking dumb and homecoming, it's not even that funny. They climb out of the sewer. It's him, the main character, Alex, uh, Ellie, the girl that uh, you escort for part of the game, and Wheeler, the police deputy. You all climb out of the sewer ellie and alex get abducted by aliens and wheeler shakes his fist at the ufo and goes i knew it was them all along
3: of course
2: that's not funny and i think everything's funny
1: (laughs) um i will very briefly say that the last abomination related to silent hill uh is um silent hill the hd collection But you're
0: not going to talk about book of memories
1: the fucking dungeon crawler (sighs) no i I, oh i forgot about that they made a dungeon crawler for the psp where you literally just do quests and collect oh vita my bad my bad it is a an mmo technically isn't it it's it's a multiplayer uh, it's a multiplayer to some extent and you literally just crawl dungeons and kill enemies and collect coins and do missions for valtiel the attendant of god You create your own character and get sucked into the Silent Hill world from inside of your bedroom. And you have to do quests for vault L. And it's usually, kill this number of enemies and collect this item. Here's your reward. But anyway, uh, HD Collection, very briefly, was just Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3, quote-unquote, remastered. Here's the problem. Konami gave the company now the company that they hired to make this HD reskin had only made mobile games previously shit kind of like candy crush, but they gave them beta files of the game because they didn't have the original masters anymore and rather than wanting to pay them to reskin the actual like get a copy of silent hill 2 and pull out the files they just handed them fucking beta copies that were incomplete and said here reskin this
2: how didn't they have the original masters? That doesn't make sense. They're the owners.
1: Uh, the, this is very common for early media games. They would destroy their masters so that they couldn't be pirated or uh, copied by other companies. That's retarded. It is. It's extremely That's retarded. So but see, other games have worked around this. Final Fantasy, they did a couple of HD remakes. They hired a good team who took the files and pulled them from a game disc and then reworked the files. Nope, Konami didn't want to pay for that, so they gave them incomplete beta files, said, here, reskin this, and ended up creating a buggy, barely playable nightmare. (laughs) I'm serious. There is a very important scene in Silent Hill 2, and... These Silent Hill games are all about the setting and the way it looks. That is a huge important part. Uh, Maria is hanging upside down. There are two pyramid heads behind her and one of them stabs her in the back, killing her in front of James. And it's this huge emotional moment. That huge emotional moment gets kind of fucked up when the texture makes a mistake every time you play it and Maria's eyes are replaced with her goddamn teeth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me and uh, wwe 2k 15 there's a 2k showcase and you play as sean michaels versus triple h are you there yeah this is 149 and in the cutscene, you're trying to hit triple h with the elbow drop each of his limbs is in a part of the ring and all his body parts start rolling around like wheels like his shoulder is at one <laughs> corner and his arm is at another
1: what the fuck
2: and you just elbow drop his torso
1: So anyway, that is the briefest I can cover story of Silent Hill and the series and how it went from being, I mean, if you hate the game, I can understand it. It's a very, it's geared to a specific audience and a specific mindset, but the original games were great for the genre and the style that they were. I would consider them to be masterpieces and some of the greatest media ever created in that genre and style. And then you look at the newer games and you see how far they've fallen. So
0: it's unbelievable so
1: the question that i pose that we are supposed to talk about which it's already 4 45 my time we might have to go into the actual main part of the discussion next week but the main part of the dis- the main point of all of this is i wanted to discuss why do good games go bad and there's no definitive right or one singular answer so i thought that it would be an interesting thing for us to all talk about we might all have our own theories
2: i'll tell you why because they try to milk it too much they do not leave something good and let it be no they have to milk it i disagree
1: i disagree with you that milking is the issue resident evil that cow no longer has tits it's been milked so hard yet resident evil 7 was an amazing game and these remakes have all been fairly decent milking mm -hmm. is not the issue
0: I think in the case of Silent Hill it was you get people who were not personally attached to the original creature because you mentioned Silent Hill too, and we can go more into detail about this next week because I think we're going to have to yep. continue this next week you mentioned how there was the, the one of the staff members and they were like constantly like trying to do that scene in the mirror over and over and over again to get it right Yep. and then you get something like Silent Hill Homecoming <sighs> which looks like a busted ass uh, especially on PC, a busted ass barely functioning, not even mid PS2 looking quality game with lore fucked nine ways to Sunday. Yep. With um just throwing in random shit because oh, fans will recognize that a Pyramid Head. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cash grab. Yep. Like they didn't give or if they gave a fuck konami didn't let them give a fuck
1: i will say this as much as i dislike tom hewlett i will say this in his defense when he left konami he did say in an interview that games like homecoming and downpour there were completely different ideas in the works for what those games were supposed to be and he was trying to spearhead to make the best game that he could out of what was available, but every step of the way, the corporate heads at Konami would block his path and prevent him from going in any particular direction.
0: Makes sense.
1: I think uh, this is my opinion on the topic before we close out for the day. I think that it comes down to, uh, there's a big argument of whether or not video games are art. And I think video games can be art, but they're not inherently art. It depends on the passion of the people working on the project as to whether or not what they're creating could be considered art. And there is a lack of that artistic integrity, and it might not be at the feet of the people who made it. It might be at the corporate heads at Konami, like you were kind of touching on this topic, Vic. But I don't think that these uh, newer iterations of the game were attempts at art. I think that they were purely attempts at money.
2: Okay, we know also that a lot of times, not just Konami, a lot of times the publishing company will fuck up things. Oh, yeah. It's just like like Metal Gear Solid 5.
1: There's a big issue in my mind when the business side of a company tries to stick its nose into the artistic side of the company. You need to let your creators create. I mean, if there's budget limitations, I can get blocking off things that would affect those budget limitations. But when it comes to expressing themselves artistically, the business side needs to back off. Fuck the politics. Fuck the, oh, will this play well to this audience? No. No, fuck that
0: shit. They've done that so many times with so many series. Like They try to do that one time, but this is a case where it didn't get released uh, with XCOM. They try to make a tactics based game like an overhead tactics game into a fucking first person shooter at one point that didn't fly yeah uh I, or i think they did that with one entry i don't know there was so much bo- this is a case where we need to do this in the next episode because there's so <laughs> many series i can think of oh yeah this right off the bat
1: this this particular segment will have to have a part two but I I do think that it comes down to the business side of the company needs to get their fucking nose out of the artistic side and let the creators goddamn create. Jeb, you got anything you want to throw in on this? You've been kind of quiet.
3: Uh, well, Silent Hill, I I never really got into it. I played it a couple times. Uh, I just I couldn't that game is uh, very tell you this. oh go ahead no I like I I played I think it was I played one and then I I played homecoming
4: Ugh.
3: and yeah I think that's what colored how I felt about it and I just I dropped it yeah and if I would have, it would have gone to two I probably would have Continued the series, but I went to the wrong one and it was complete dog shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You picked a bad one to jump to for your second game. Dude, there is a glitch in Homecoming. There's a part where you're in Alex's house and it turns into the other world and you're trapped inside of his house and you have to do these four fucking stupid ass riddles. But if you do the riddles, like it's designed to where you can do it in any order you want. But if you do them in the wrong order, it will hard lock your game. And if you didn't have backup save files, you're trapped in the house forever and you have to start the entire game over. And this is like two thirds of the way through the game that this glitch makes itself known. Fuck
3: that
1: game. Like I said, if you take any bad experience ever or any bad movie, or any bad game, you can literally just slap on, well, at least it ain't Homecoming, and you've got a better product than Homecoming.
3: <laughs> well, oh, Jeff bros. Some of those games are similar. Uh, a lot of anime, they do budget. They have a, a very strict budget that they have to stick to. Yep. And I think with some of these games they're not given a budget it's very very tight i can't like, hey you have to make this game all you have is a hundred thousand dollars to get all the art the music the ambience the the ge- 3d generation with the fog and shit they're not doing it properly all they're doing is pumping the shit out for a cash grab because they think the fans are going to be so fucking stupid that it's just going to be i have to buy this one. Oh, i have to buy the next one. Oh, i had to buy the next one <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i'm gonna i'm going to uh throw one wrench in that flywheel uh the original silent hill had the tiniest budget imaginable And the team was passionate enough about it that they worked around their constraints rather than trying to defy them or give up. So it is possible to make a good game on a tight budget. It's just, you have to be passionate. Uh, Like I was telling Vic about this last night one of the creators of the game like I believe it was the animator um, he wanted to do the project and he wasn't hired on as an animator he was hired on as something else and he went to Konami and he showed them this project that he made and he's like look here I made this I want to be the animator and they're like "All right, fine you can be the animator but you're going to have these people over you watching what you do and he's like no I don't want people watching over me I don't want to be micromanaged I'm going to do it my way and they said fine you're doing it all by yourself with no help and you get no extra pay for your work he literally slept under his fucking desk at Konami for over a year, sleeping as little as possible, working after everybody left to make sure that he made the best product possible. That's passion.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: (sighs) You know, the corporations that are, are, you know, funding this shit and pumping it out, they don't get where the fans, like, they don't understand what the fans want. No.
0: Not yeah, really. They think they want something because they look at fucking, I don't know, a survey or this is what is popular nowadays. Let's try to go with that. Like, even with Silent Hill Homecoming, there was so much, like, quick time events, gotta do, like, combat, Uh, make everything look as 2008 as possible, bro.
3: Yeah, that, like, I, Did like you... I told not. Oh, you know, go ahead, go ahead. Broke oh no i just
1: said that one fucking broke um vic did you see the cutscene towards the end of homecoming where curtis has that giant overly cartoon fucking circular saw and then you have a boss fight with curtis the fucking redneck as he chases you around with a giant fucking circular saw
0: it looked like something out of hostel (laughs) i
1: i okay i do have one thing that i enjoyed about homecoming uh Curtis's character was kind of funny in one part when he goes to
4: Curtis's
1: (laughs) he goes to Curtis's junk shop. And the sad part is, is this one part that's good about Curtis is optional dialogue that most players wouldn't even find. If you go through the dialogue tree with Curtis, uh, he gives you a pistol, no matter what, he gives you the pistol. But if you go through the dialogue tree, uh, he has a shotgun sitting next to him. And you can be like, hey, how about I take that shotgun off your hands? And Curtis just looks at you and goes, yeah, well, why don't I slap you and kill you? (laughs) That was like the one good point that I can think of throughout the course of that entire game.
3: (laughs) Christ. I'm sorry. Speaking of Second Hill. One or two good good points do not make a game. Get right. Break a game. (laughs) Right. You have to weigh the positives and the negatives. Uh, I'm a firm believer that uh, I I think there's still a service that allows you to rent video games a certain amount of time, and then you send them back. Yeah. I don't know if that's still around, but honestly, what you should do is do something like that. If you have a friend that has it, borrow it. Do something like I said about anime. like Watch it or play it before you buy it Yep. because you're putting down money. It's an investment. That's that's your money. That's your fucking
4: time.
3: Don't waste it.
1: Yep. And with that, I think we should close out. We will hit this up next week and continue this discussion in a little bit more depth. Um,
2: wait, wait, I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Are they ever going to make that fucking remake with Norman Reedus?
1: No, that got canceled after they parted ways with uh, Kojima because uh, Kojima was the one heading that project. And when they parted ways with Kojima and tried to remove his name from anything Konami-related, that project got scrapped.
2: Okay, you know what? That gives me an idea. Next week, I'm going to do research on everything that happened between Kojima and Konami, and I'll talk about that. All
1: right, that'd be cool. Um, Yeah, Uh, the, the only thing that's happening with Silent Hill right now is they're making pachinko machines for their fucking gambling bullshit in Japan. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> They got, uh, the game Dead by Daylight got rights to, uh, Heather and Pyramid Head, so those are characters in Dead by Daylight
3: now. Great. Oh, just wait a little while, they'll end up in, uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs>
1: Pyramid Head ever ends up in Mortal Kombat, and I'm going to...
2: I said, that, I said that when they fired Kojima. We all said that. Not- <laughs> We're going to have to live with Konami being here for years and years. <laughs> right? My grandchildren will have to see their abominations. Yep. Alright,
1: with that, we close out this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you are listening to this and watching on YouTube, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed it um if you are listening to this on any podcast services if there's an ability to rate please rate and review us it helps us grow we are trying to build our audience as much as possible Uh, i am monica
0: nick
4: i'm jeff i have a headache see y'all next week